Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one. RadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant. Uh, good morning. This is Patrick Timponi. You just got a peek, a sneak peek at our guest. But she's in the green room and she's looking great. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, it is the fourth Monday of the month. Good morning. It is Monday, the 25th of July. My name is Patrick Timpone. Our 800 line is working. I just checked. 888 663 Email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. People like to email in or call and ask Dr. Jennifer Daniels questions. Now, she's an MD, but she doesn't do medical advice. She gave that up long ago. Now she is just in the great state or country or whatever it is in Panama. And um, I hear that the natives are restless down in Panama. And we're going to ask her about that. But before we do, tomorrow, oh, uh, today at 1 o'clock, an interesting fellow, his name is Dr. Mark Sherwood. He's running for governor in the great state of Oklahoma. It's one of the good states. And he believes that this 10th Amendment, where the states have the rights to do whatever they want to do when the government uh, oversteps their boundaries, we're going to see more of that. And the great state of Oklahoma could be one of the ones that are going to say, goodbye. Goodbye, Joe. It's been fun. With Texas and Florida. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, see you soon, have fun. And we had a constitutional fellow on a couple weeks ago that's saying that when a state, check this out, when a state secedes from the union and just gets out, which many people are talking about because this place, they're bonkers, um, that you don't, you're not going to be liable for federal income tax. Now don't try this at home until we do the thing, but it's going to be a while. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk to him. And then tomorrow, you and I are going to be on together, and I've been thinking a lot about one of my passions, soul-mind-body stuff, but we're going to approach it from a little different angle tomorrow, first off at 10 o'clock, that uh, even though at the end of the, the, the game, when it's over, you leave the body and you're not the body, but in this moment in time, you are the body, and we're going to explain how that is, why that is, and why that matters tomorrow. Jim Rogers, he's in Singapore. He's an all-time legendary investor, Jim Rogers. He's been at it for a long time. Very successful. Exciting to get him on. We're going to start early because of the time difference in Singapore, so it's not too late. Nine o'clock on Wednesday. And then Matthew Errett, who is a uh, expert researcher on geopolitics. He'll be here on Wednesday. And uh, he's been digging into this new uh, um, unholy or holy, depending on your viewpoint, relationship between Russia and China. And there's some pretty interesting things going on. Russia and China and uh, soon-to-be Saudi Arabia and some other BRICS nations are starting their own reserve currency. And this could be a big thing on the dollar, but we'll get into it. And now, speaking of the dollar, in the great state, are you a state or a country? You're a country, right? You're, you're, you're a country, right? Okay. Panama, right? You're a yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Her book is called uh, Murder... No, that's, uh, that's not the right name of the book is um, The Lethal Dose, Murder by Medicine. Lethal Dose. Yeah, The Murder by Medicine, and she's on here. So good morning, and um, before we talk, um, before we talk about, you've told me you've got some good news as far as your your Taekwondo events, and you want to share that with us, but I've been reading that the the natives are getting restless down in Panama. Have you taken part of that? Not true. 
that truth. Oh, I've seen That's videos, true. unless they're all made up. They're big videos. Very true. Now, two people can look at the same thing and see something different. Okay. So there are protests. There are protests. Uh, there is violence, but apparently it's from outsiders who are being brought in and paid. Oh, that's what they always say. No, no, no. They, they've arrested people and documented that these are all aliens. Oh. They're not all of them? Panama citizens. The, the thousands I saw in the video were all aliens? I don't think you saw a thousand on the video. Oh, yeah. They've been out Because I saw videos. I'm just trying, I'm telling you, I live here, I'm telling you, okay. you don't have to believe you, me. I say, I say the Panama people yeah. are not uprising, it's, it's outsiders. <laughs> okay, fair enough, if that's what right. you think. All right, so, um, you have a, <laughs> you have a green belt in, in karate. Good for yeah, you. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, like everybody else, I started with a white belt. Yeah. Yeah. Then I got my yellow belt, my yellow belt, and I'm, whatever. Let me get a... Full then shot I of you. Harder. Yeah. Oh, more time, and I got my yellow with the green stripe. And I said, "Oh, oh, that's nice. That's pretty fun." Then yeah. I got. Uh, now I have my green belt. So what's green. What's a green? Is that like the green so hornet show, where you oh, can do, do anything? Huh? Is that like the green hornet where you can do anything? Almost, almost. So the way class is organized is the person with the highest belt and the greatest age is in the front of the class oh. so now my belt is high enough that i'm actually in the front of the class and everyone sees what i do so i can't you know slack <laughs> off i can't say ah i'm just gonna do three reps not ten <laughs> I'm right, like, right. Oh, okay <laughs> but also uh so the, so the green belt once you get past green belt you go to a different class where the red and the red and black belts work out so if after green is blue, which at blue you can go to either class. So green belt is a big deal. Plus, full disclosure, I'm 65 years old. So uh, I'm really excited to get my green belt. Now, a lot of people, when they get the next belt, they get a tattoo. I says, well, you know, yeah. uh, I can't really get into the tattoos, but I can get my nails done. So this is <laughs> my nail art. This is a... Uh, Taekwondo fighter with a green belt, that's and there we have it. That's great. Yes, that's great. <laughs> so, so Taekwondo, what's the difference between Taekwondo and say, um, I don't know, like when we see in the martial arts movies karate where they, yeah, karate, taekwondo, where they're going chow, 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 chow. Do you don't do that, right? Or do you? Actually, they do have you yell. They do want you to yell. Oh, you do. But I have it's all. It's all I can do to just throw my leg in the air and do all the other stuff. So I'm not at the yelling part yet. I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Taekwondo is more of a defensive art as hmm. opposed to offensive. I see. So in other words, if someone is menacing you or whatever, then you can defend yourself with Taekwondo. They focus a lot on the blocks and stuff. Also, Taekwondo focuses more on the legs. And so for me at age 65, that's more important. Sure. I want to be able to get out of my chair, get up from the toilet, be able to walk and be mobile. So for me, Taekwondo is, is a better fit. I see. But it's a more of I'm a... doing it to be stronger and mobile. So somebody comes at you, it's more of getting out of their way, kind of a bull, in a bullfight kind of a thing? Getting out of their way or uh, blocking. You know, we have all kinds of blocks and stuff we want. And then it's really a foot, uh, again, it's really a lot of uh, footwork. Mm -hmm. It's like you say, getting out of the way, basically. Do you, With your feet, do you actually at some point kick somebody like in the... In the groin or the face or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Do the fighter, the guy's is kicking. Yeah. He's throwing a high kick. Oh, that's why they do. That's why they're kicking. Yeah, it's a high kick. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it, wow. Have you ever kicked anybody? So I, literally, so I, literally, I do my splits, like my front splits, right. front right splits, and my front left splits. But I have to master my center splits in order to do a proper high kick. Mm-hmm. So I'm working very well in my center splits and getting lower and lower and lower to the ground. That's great. So as a, as a Taekwondoian, <laughs> I just made that word up, yeah. you don't really go right. out and, and attack somebody just because you don't like them. You're just defending yourself, right? Right. In fact, they don't really have any attack moves. Right. Or I won't say they don't have any. I haven't learned them yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's good karma, though. That's good. There might be attack moves at the black belt level or something. But right. the green belt level, there's no attack. I mean, they say attack, but you're like, well, what's what is that? Do I throw a kick or something? I don't mm-hmm. know. So yeah, so mm-hmm. it's not it's not really um, an aggressive type of discipline. It's more right. of a self discipline where you strengthen your legs and your arms and your core. Gotcha. So uh, do they do they get into the idea of talking to you about um, where, what you're thinking about at the time, using your mind and all that, or is that not part of it? No. no, that's not part of it. They do say you should have a good attitude, but that's about as deep as they get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, that's good. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let this guy get me. But right? they asked me, why, why Taekwondo, right? Why Taekwondo? So I spent my life trying to encourage people to be healthy, be better sure. people, and be the best they can be. And I thought that was just a good idea, even from a young age. And so I spent a lot of years telling people how to be healthy, eat this, take that supplement, do that, eat this herb, drink this tea, whatever. And people are not motivated. They don't think being healthy is worth it, right? Mm. They're like, ah, that's a lot of trouble. Mm, That's a lot. So I said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be a good example. I'm going to do Taekwondo, get all these belts here, you see, and let people know all the things you can do if you're healthy at 65 to encourage people and motivate them to do what it takes to be healthy, to take the walk around the block, to, you know, get up and do some exercises, drink that water, maybe take a couple of supplements. Well, that's good. To be a good example is the best we can do, right? That's a good thing. I think it's really the best. I mean, a lot of natural healers out there, sure, sure. they talk a good game, but they're very bad examples, actually. They're overweight. They, they can't get around, you know. Uh, yeah. It's the old idea of uh, don't go to a doctor who's got plastic plants in his waiting room. or <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> That's really bad. I don't think you want to be... in the waiting room, but there were no plastic plants. They were all natural, and That's they were right. thriving. They're plastic plants. I don't think you... I think we better leave here. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. But not only that, you know, what... I had to say to myself, you know, what I'm advising people to do is so great. Why not just take my own advice and see how sure. it works? Sure. We look great. We are. Well, your face is just amazing. You know, I can't believe that you've got 65 years under your belt, your green belt, by the way. Uh, I mean, really. I mean, it's just, it's not even fair the way you play with your face. It's great. And you still do lots of castor oil? You lots of castor oil? Uh, again, I'm pretty busy now. And I've yeah. got this checklist of about 20 things. I didn't bring the chest checklist here with me. It's in the other room. But uh, so castor oil, I'm not able to do as much of it as I would like. So I've switched to uh, carrot oil. Carrot. The reason I switched to carrot oil is it's much thinner. It spreads much more easily. And it's also miraculous in eradicating wrinkles, as you can see. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. It also is a little bit <laughs> darker, too, isn't it? Isn't it? Does it put a little... Of course, you're dark enough the way you are, naturally. But doesn't it have a little pigment in it, color, if I remember? It does have pigment in it. However, it spreads out so thin that even on white skin, hmm. uh, it would not have uh, well, much of a pigment. I want to get some of that. I want to get some... I've been somebody. Now the other advantage to it is it doubles as a sunblock. Not that I need sunblock. No, no but, I don't think so. Uh, it has an, SP, <laughs> has an SPF of forty, and it's non-toxic. So just plain old carrot oil. And it does it does the same. Well, that'll be fun because castor oil can be a little bit more difficult to deal with. A little messy, right? A little gooey. Castor oil ruins your clothes. It's it's, it's there's no doubt about it. Yeah. It ruins your clothes. You can't get out your clothes. If you're going to use castor oil, definitely buy fast fashion that you can toss after 10 wearings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've ruined a lot of uh, clothes uh, doing castor oil packs over the years, you know, yeah. where it leaks out underneath the, the saran wrap, and it's like, oh, my God, that yeah. pants, gone. And you're right. Once it's there, baby, it ain't going, is it? No, it's not. It's not coming up. Yeah. It's not coming up. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for coming on the show once a month. And... What are you doing otherwise in Taekwondo? You have grandchildren you're you're taking care of and helping? Oh, my goodness. We're making all kinds of sweets and things for them. It's their parents' responsibility to keep them healthy. I just keep them happy. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. I like that. Just keep them happy. I get my exercise by walking uh, half an hour, an hour to the dollar store. I pick up a bunch of... Uh, toys for them to play with. Yeah. Now they come over, they get to pick up the toys that they want, they play with them, and if they really like them, they even get to take them home. Huh. Yeah. And how many uh, little ones? The grandchildren? How many? Oh, gosh. One, two, three, four. Whoa. That many? At least ten. Really? All there in Panama? Yep. Wow. No kidding. I call them my prestamo nietos. <laughs> That's Spanish for my borrowed grandchildren. Oh, oh, that's. But I borrow them since they're not biologically mine, and I always give them back. Always. So let's be that's right. They will be returned. <laughs> you, don't, you don't put them in the basement with chains on or anything like that. I understand. No, but you can't just drop them off and leave them. It's not that kind of show. So uh, when they do come over, the mother has to always come with them. Yeah, yeah. And if they don't obey their mother, then they don't get to come back. Yeah. And when is the rainy season in Panama where you are? Is that coming? That's a good question. So the rainy season is generally um, July, August, September, a little bit of October. Mm -hmm. Somehow, I don't know what happened. The rainy season came in March, April, no, in May, June, and July. And oh. It's actually leaving now. It's leaving. So now we're getting sunshine. Yes, we're getting sunshine and less rain. Huh. I have no idea. I think they had to, in order to create the droughts up there, they had to send the water down here a little early to give yeah. you guys a drought. Yeah, yeah and I know they're... And terrorized you into believing in global warming. Um, <laughs> see, you're on it, girl. I really like you for that because I think that's what this is all about. Don't you just want to think, make you think this climate change thing is real, all this stuff? Well, they're just using climate as a weapon, let's put it that way. Yeah. So... Now they're calling it climate change. If too many people wake up and get and get wise to it, they'll say, okay, fine, take off the gloves. You don't obey us, we're sending you a tornado. You don't obey us, we're sending you a full flood. Yeah. So that's the next step. Once enough people wake up and realize it, then they're just going to take the gloves off and say, this is a weapon. You you don't do what we say, 
we're going to send you a flood or send you a drought. Either way, no crops for you and no food for you. I agree. And folks, if you don't think they can do that, you're just not paying attention. No, they, no, they are doing it yeah, already. They, they that's what I mean. The, the, the technology oh, is there. Yeah, we're getting the soft, uh, <laughs> the iron fist with the velvet glove. <laughs> yeah. So the next step is to take off the velvet glove. So yeah. we'll see where that goes. That's, well, that's from the book. Uh, what's the name of the book? Um, Whatever it is, I've not read it. So there you have it. But that that's a great thing. <laughs> yeah, when you take the iron fist, uh, the velvet glove off of the iron fist. Well, enough of that. Oh. We'll, we'll get in trouble if we keep going. Um, well, not really. Our first uh, question, I believe, is coming from a telephone call. Okay? So let's go there. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, doctor. It's Cameron. <clears throat> Hi, Cameron. You're on the air with Dr. Jennifer Daniels, a great state or country or whatever in Panama. Awesome. I'm all the way from Boston, so it's, it's great to be uh, here. Um, what What'd you say? I went to school there, Cambridge, right across the uh, river there. Oh, it's like 20 minutes from my house. There you go. That's so cool. So I just, um, I just have a couple questions. If, I, if it takes too long, just cut me off, and I'll call back next month. But, we'll just um, hang up on you. Go ahead. Yeah, there you that's go. fine. Yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a songwriter, and I like to write songs, but I get these periods of writing, like writer's block for like months and months. I was wondering if there's anything I could eat or take that would help me increase my creativity or... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. She's got all the answers. (laughs) Capital N, capital A, capital C. You'll be rhyming before you know it. NAC. Wow. NAC. NAC. N, a seagull cystine. Your brain will go to a different level. It will give you songs already written. You're like, whoa, thank you for that one. So I uh, started taking NAC years ago. And I just took it, you know, because it's good for the liver. Yeah, you know, that's why. Oh, my God. Before I knew it, my brain started writing jokes. And I, I, mean, I would write like 10 jokes a day. I started doing stand-up comedy acts. And, oh, my God, this is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> and I that's so exciting. And it makes you smile. And It'll make you smile, so, too, Ken. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the dose? What's the dose? What's the dose? Start at one eighth teaspoon. You can build up maximum. I'm telling you, maximum is one teaspoon. At one teaspoon, you can get downright hysterical, just hysterically euphoric and happy. But you also get irritable. You somehow have no patience for those folks who just don't get the joke. Don't have any patience for those folks who just aren't in a good mood. (laughs) So... (laughs) You have to figure out what dose you want to live at. Do you want to live at the eighth teaspoon a day level, the half teaspoon, whatever's comfortable for you? Just figure it out and uh, you know find your your comfortable spot, and that's what you do. Let me uh, before right, Cameron's second question. Let me ask you, Doc, for people: uh, Is your experience is it, is it okay for Cameron or others if they want to do this like ongoing? I mean, ongoing. Oh yeah, I do not go because if I stop it, then I uh, deflate down to the same old blah mood everyone else is in. I'm like, oh no, 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 I don't. Really? So you take it every day? <laughs> really? Cool. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, as I say, it's baked in the cake. I put it in my Jello that I make every week, <laughs> and I eat a square of Jello every day, which has the knack already in it. Yeah. Okay, camera number two. 
All right, so um, what can I eat to increase my flexibility? I, I stretch every day, and I feel like I've hit a peaking point. So, What do you mean a peak? You can only go so far, and you can't go further? Yeah, it's like it's starting to, like, um, I'm getting, getting sore. I think Dr. Jan is going to tell you you can go further. You're going to tear something if you keep going. So exactly. So people think that, oh, you know, I'm sedentary, I'm stiff, I need to stretch. Not exactly. But you've got a good start. So the first thing is what you've already done, which is stretch as far as you can. Check that box. And then you realize, oh, I can't go any further. The answer is pig ears. P-I-G, oh, pig whoop, ears. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, get a pot, okay. boil them up. I find it's easier to overcook them. I pressure cook mine for two hours and then just slide down my throat. Uh, I don't like them chewy and crunchy because then you feel the cartilage. It's kind of spooky. like Ooh. So anyway, pig ears. What's the dose? The dose is about a quarter to a half pound a day. The reason I don't give okay. you the dose in ears because ears vary in size from this, from little to huge. So an ear can weigh a quarter pound or it can weigh a whole pound. So that's not a help, mm. helpful uh, measure or unit measure. Yeah, so just boil it up. Uh, I would pressure cook it because uh, it just takes so long to cook. They're so tough. Or you could slow cook them overnight. Um, but that's the, that's the answer. Dr. Daniels, what do I flavor them with? Whatever you like. So if you are a chili chili powder person, put in chili powder. You like Italian spice? Italian spice. You like curry? Put in curry. Whatever it takes to get it down. Whatever. So I'm personally a salt, pepper, bay leaf, and hot, hot pepper person. But again, whatever it takes, whatever flavoring you put in your favorite meat or mystery meat, that's what you put in the pot, and bam, you've got pig ears. Now, you have to eat pig ears with some starch. I would recommend white rice. And with some vegetables, I'd recommend. My favorite is carrots, but you just need some kind of vegetable. So carrots, cabbage, uh, that works. All right, easy enough. Um, what can I do about a deviated septum? Forget it. Why are you okay. even worried about the deviated I mean, what's, what's it um, about I the septum that bothers I'm having, like, um, it's, it's restricting my breathing. Did it restrict your breathing your whole life or just it showed up 10 years ago? Uh, I would say about 10, yeah, about 10 years ago. All right, so you don't have a deviated septum. Right 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 unless someone punched you in the nose and deviated your septum, the, de the position of your septum is not your problem. So you need to understand that. If the deviated septum was your problem, it would have been a problem 20 years ago. So oh. the anatomy is not your problem, unless someone rearranged your nose 10 years ago and punched <laughs> you in an ear or something. Let's so say like no one punched you in the nose. What's, okay. Go ahead. Listen, just listen. Go ahead, doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So if you didn't have an anatomical change 10 years ago, then your anatomy is not the problem. If you believe your anatomy is the problem, you can just hang up now. I can't help you. So, <laughs> but let's just say... You didn't have a broken nose or anatomical rearrangement 10 years ago. But you've noticed that your septum is so deviated. So the answer to that is you have a bunch of toxins and your body is putting them in your septum, causing it to swell up. Got to get rid of them. The knack alone might solve the problem because the mechanism of action for the knack is it supercharges your liver, secondarily clears your brain, but it can clear that septum up as well. So I would say lean on the knack as a solution and increase your water and your bowel movements three times a day. But let's say you've done all that and somehow you're still a little stuffy. 
The third step, and don't do it till you've done all the other ones, is bitters, B-I-T-T-E-R-S, ouch. So bitters are extremely, extremely, extremely powerful not to be taken lightly. If you take bitters and you have not increased your water, and you have not pooped three times a day, and you have not done all you can for your liver, then the bitters will literally free up all those toxins in your septum mm. and move it someplace else in your body that's really going to bother you. Mm. So I would say do the MAC first. Then you can work on the pig ears, water, and pooping. And that might take care of the septum problem, which case stop right there. Don't even do the bitters. So dosing on the bitters. Again, extremely powerful. Uh, start with a quarter teaspoon and a cup of water. Build up. Maximum, maximum dose is one tablespoon. But they're powerfully cleansing. So, you know, just really, yeah. if you don't need them, don't take them. Cool. Uh, okay. Cameron, thank you. Uh, thanks for calling. And uh, we uh, give me an email. I'm a screenwriter, and I understand what you're saying about whatever, what you said about can't, can't just email me and I'll give you some ideas on that. Okay? Okay. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. Bye thank bye. you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where are we? We have so no. much fun stuff to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Daniel is in Plymouth, Massachusetts. That's where the old Plymouth oh. Rock used to be. Remember that? Did they I teach you? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Daniels. Uh, I mixed the mini beet protocol, well, with turpentine for a day. And saw black hair like. What did you say? I didn't understand the first sentence. Mini beat. I mixed one. Mini beat protocol. Do you want? Do you know that one? That's where people do asparagus and beet juices together and drink it. It's like very crazy on your body. Okay. I get it. It's for the liver. Yes, for it. the liver. Right. Asparagus. And right. Liver. And he said, and I saw black hairy like things in the toilet. Dead parasites, question mark, good thing, question mark, lipomas, I don't know. I've been getting them in the ribs. I've been getting them in the ribs and back, which I suffer from constant spasms. So are lipomas caused by toxic buildup? Um, They say there's no known cause. Oh, okay. So, lipomas. Oh, wait a minute. I'm confused already. So my question is, is the turpentine helping him? Is he taking it? Is he not taking it? What are we talking about? Well, he all he says here, dear, is he mixed the turpentine with the mini beet, and he saw black okay, hairy so he's things. He's taking turpentine. Right. He he's saw black hairy turpentine. things. The lipomas are different. Irrelevant. Yeah, they're different. Question is, is he getting better? Do we Can we figure that out from, from Wait, his he, uh Let's see. Nope. Blood tests say... No. Nope. Do we have a question mark somewhere? Where's the question? Um, I applied the turpentine topically to one of the lipomas and had cold flu symptoms. Oh, he's really asking about the uh, lipomas and turpentine on the lipomas and just giving you information about black hairy things, which people like to tell us what goes in the toilet. Okay. We were talking about lipomas. He was interested in uh, using turpentine on the lipomas, but he got the flu symptoms after that. Okay, so pro- so what's a lipoma? Lipoma is a parasite house. It's just a place where your body is storing parasites and toxins. Mm. Because if they were allowed to run free, you would get flu-like symptoms. So what's happening is his uh, lipomas are being dissolved. These toxins are being released, and he's getting flu-like symptoms. So the release of the toxins is faster than his liver is processing them and removing them from the body. I see. So he needs to back up 
He needs to back up. Read the turpentine protocol and do it. Get rid of the beet and asparagus and all the other stuff he's doing. So the protocol, as I wrote it in the report, which is free, at vitalitycycles.com, explains how to coordinate your cleansing so you don't get flu-like symptoms. And what will happen when he does that is the lipomas will just shrink, 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 and he won't have flu-like symptoms. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. I have, I've had uh, dogs all my life, and they get them from time to time, these lipomas. And a veterinarian has never said that. They, they, they don't know about the, you know, the, the, the parasite connection. That's interesting. Yeah. They don't get paid. They get paid for slitting, popping it, and cutting it out. That's, oh. Yeah. And for humans, that's what they do. And you literally, you can have, uh, you hmm. know, 50 incisions all over your body. Oh, I just go to the doctor and get them cut out. But um, that's not a cosmetically uh, astute solution. So my, my golden doodle, she has a couple. They're pretty small. I feel them every now and then. They seem, they stay about the same. So I would just put a couple drops of turpentine how, daily on there? No. No? No. Follow the turpentine protocol. So the reason she's got that uh, lump there is because she's not either drinking enough water or pooping enough. That's the primary reason. The toxins are not leaving the body. So see what you can do to adjust her diet to get more water into her and to get her to have maybe one more poop a day than what she usually has. Then, the, probably the best thing to do would be to put one drop or two in her food. And that way what will happen is the body, hmm. that way the turpentine will work with the body and remove the toxins that she most needs removed. It might be the lipoma is just a symptom that she really has a congestion someplace else in the body that's more pertinent to her health. And what the body will do is it will clear up those things and then clear up the lipoma. Gotcha. Good. So a couple drops in the food is okay. Right. That's what people tell me that works really well with their pets, their okay. dogs. Excellent. Cecilia, um, my 17-year-old daughter plays basketball. She's had an issue with inflammation of the, whoa, P-E-R-I-O-S-T-E-U-M. Both tibby bones have something called P-E-R-O-S-I-T-I-T-I-S, which is in the dense... Both what bones? The tibby bones. T okay, so let's just be clear. She has a knee problem. She's got knee problems from playing basketball. So let's continue. Let's oh, explain okay. to the audience so they know. All these big words are fancy for her knee is hurting her. Her so knees are hurting continue. her. So she's got inflammation, tenderness, swelling, pain. How can we heal the inflamed uh, knee connective tissue? Usually this occurs where there is an injury, severe infection, cancerous condition, or an autoimmune disorder. What is she talking about? I don't know. She's doing my research for me? I guess. Okay, so let's just cross, let's cross off the last three because that's... Made up. It's garbage. Okay. No, it's garbage, it's garbage talk where the alternative people try to piggyback onto the lies of the medical industrial complex. Okay. So let's be clear. Let's be clear. Okay. Let's be clear. So what's really going on with this periosteal whatever? Her daughter is engaged in an activity that damages the cartilage and periosteum. That's normal, not a problem. But she's got a diet that doesn't aggressively repair it. So she doesn't have a diet that matches the stress she's putting on her bones. I would recommend either quit basketball. That's an option. She doesn't want to quit basketball. This brings us back to pig ears. And um, 
you know, depending on her level of exertion, probably figures, I don't know, a pound a week at least. But she's got to put in diet-wise what she needs to repair the pounding that her tibia and periosteum are taking. What I would say to the 17-year-old girls, why are you playing basketball? Why are you playing basketball and is it worth crippling yourself over? So maybe she's playing basketball because she likes it. If she's just playing because she likes it, go play on a less competitive team where you can have fun and not injure yourself. There's plenty of those leagues around. <clears throat> if she's trying to get a, a college scholarship, uh, she needs to investigate the return on her investment for college. Okay, let's say she goes to college, she gets a scholarship. Her unemployment rate is higher than if she was a, co a high school dropout. Check it out. Or get a, you know, get a, um, what do they call those things? A technical degree, plumbing, electricity, whatever. She'll make more money than a doctor and not have the debt. So this 17-year-old has got to re-examine her life. Also, there's her diet situation. Uh, so my kids played uh, organized school basketball. I'm 65 a while ago. The kids are 30-something. But the coach always took them to a fast food joint <laughs> to eat after the game. That was the big thing, right? And they were pumped full of uh, nachos and cheese, uh, processed hot dogs, uh, candy, potato chips, whatever. The kids, oh, don't forget the sports drinks. So these kids are pumped full of foods that dissolve their already impaired periosteum from their um, physical activity, guaranteeing setting them up to being life, for being lifetime cripples and needing, or thinking they need, knee surgery, prosthesis, blah, blah, blah. And you're putting her on a path of lifetime medical dependency and suffering. So I would say either A, quit the basketball or downgrade to a, a lesser league where she can just play for fun when she wants to and forget all that going for the award team, this team, that, whatever. Next, change up her diet to get rid of all those processed teenage foods. And third, uh, eat the kind of foods that are going to build her bones. Mm -hmm. Good advice. Um, okay, this is Daniela. Can, mm. you, can you please help me, please? I, <laughs> we'll try. Um, yeah. She has interstitial cystitis. I've had this for about four years. One doctor diagnosed it with interstitial cystitis, and another doctor diagnosed, diagnosed it with an embedded UTI. I'm not sure what that is. My only it's the same thing. Okay, okay. It's just semantics. My yeah. constant urge to urinate 24-7, sometimes cloudy urine, urinating with only a small amount coming out. I was put on antibiotics for six months straight. And still no difference. It has ruined my life. Can you help me? So the antibiotics caused it in the first place. In other words, all interstitial cystitis is, is these chemicals, the, the chemicals are actually what's embedded in her um, lining of her bladder. Mm. And that's what's causing the problem. So there's quite a few solutions, but the underlying answer, just so she can get it in her brain, is to remove these chemicals from her bladder. So she's got to obviously increase her water intake to flush out the bladder. Check. The next thing for her to do is to 
aggressively cleanse her bladder. Options. Again, this is kind of starting at the end, but bitters are excellent. Mm -hmm. Now, this is going to hurt. She's going to start pissing fire for a bit here. And why is she going to piss fire? She's going to piss fire because those antibiotics that are in her bladder are going to leave, and then she'll be pain-free. Mm. Same thing I told the last person, start with an eighth teaspoon of uh, bitters and a cup of water. You can gradually increase over a period of about probably two or three weeks to a tablespoon. But more importantly than that, um, she needs to increase her bowel movements to at least three a day. Um, because it's the bowels that remove toxins from the liver. So the liver is really the workhorse of the body. Uh, it'll, the liver will clean out every other organ, but it can't do it unless you're pooping three times a day. So she'll poop three times a day, increase her water, and I would recommend um, the bitters. Now, the bitters work by aggressively releasing the toxins from connective tissue, which is what the bladder is made of. So she's got to put more connective tissue into her diet. So literally her body is going to replace, totally replace and renovate her bladder, like renovating a kitchen or something. Mm -hmm. It's going to dump all the old crap. So she's got to eat um, connective tissue. And probably the best connective tissue would be the connective tissue you find in beef ribs. So um, in beef ribs, they have this membrane. They tell you, oh, peel that off and then cook the ribs. Don't peel it off. That membrane is the type of connective tissue your body needs in order to repair your bladder. Um, the same connective tissue is also uh, present if you buy like a pig heart. And you'll notice the pig heart or beef heart, all this connective tissue in the center, all these tubes and everything. Um, what I do with the pig heart or beef heart, whichever one I get, is I'll put it in a pressure cooker, again, two hours, so it's like fall apart tender. And then I just chop it up, and you can just put it in a chili, you know, beans, tomato sauce, whatever, and eat that. And so that will give her the connective tissue she needs to build a new bladder. And taking the bitters, remove the old connective tissue that's been poisoned by the chemicals the doctor gave her. Hmm. Good job. Okay, so those little chems get in there, and not good. Uh, Anitra, uh, she says... If I do the turpentine and the sugar, um, does it affect my A1C to a negative effect to my pre-diabetic condition? Okay, so if you're pre-diabetic, it's kind of like being pre-pregnant. Yeah, you don't have diabetes. You're perfectly healthy. In fact, the incidence of diabetes among pre-diabetics is zero. The incidence of diabetes in a regular population is 11%. So your pre-diabetic categorization puts you in a category that's healthier than uh, the average American. Oh, that's good. Okay. So you're being taken for a serious ride, and that's all I can say. Just don't believe it. Okay. Fair enough. No, no. I mean, you can believe what you want, but every dollar you invest in your pre-diabetes, you're being snookered. You're being gypped. Uh, robbed, so to speak. Fraud. Fraud. Yes, fraud. Okay. Stick them right. up. So we just start with the pre-diabetes. So what's our question? Our question really is, does the sugar, the turpentine sugar, raise her blood sugar? That's the question. Most people find that when they follow the directions in the um, Candida Cleaner Manual, that the turpentine sugar actually lowers the blood sugar and improves their glycemic control. She wants to know if there's a difference between organic 100% turpentine essential oil versus 100% pure gum spirits of turpentine. So 
Um, pure gum spirits of turpentine is not an essential oil. So if you're calling it an essential oil, then it's not turpentine. So essential oils are not made from the gum of the tree. Essential oils are made from ground up tree parts that are then distilled. So it's not the same thing. So pure gum spirits of turpentine, if the bottle says essential oils, then it's not turpentine. It's not pure gum spirits. So pure gum spirits means that it's distillate of the tree sap and the tree sap only. So essential oil is a distillate of ugh, whatever. Oh, here's one a little tricky, but I'll take a shot at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 69-year-old performed a lower L slash R artillery duplex examination. It shows everywhere no significant stenosis, but because of mild plaque and left femoral artery, my doctor would like to perform an, an endianophis ablation on the whole leg. Can you please advise me on pros and cons of this? Question is, what are the symptoms he's trying to alleviate? Why did he go to the doctor in the first place? I don't know. Okay, so this person is running around in circles chasing his tail. He's so confused, you don't even know anymore. So the real question for him to ask you would be, hey, Pat, I got these symptoms. How do I get rid of it without the XYZ procedure? Gotcha. Okay. But he didn't tell us that. But let's tell, us, let's tell him what he did ask. He's got an x-ray, which shows there's no stenosis. And the doctor has a procedure that cures. If you don't have stenosis, then the procedure he's doing is not going to help you. Are we clear? Are we clear? <laughs> Crystal. Sorry, does that make sense? Does that answer the question? Yeah, I think so. Procedure's not going to help. Well, I don't know what his symptoms are, so I can't tell him how to get rid of them without the procedure, but I can tell him for sure the procedure will not help him. Now, next question. If, what if you did have stenosis? <laughs> Just to help him with the next piece of fraud. So stenosis of less than 75% useless. Stenosis of greater than 90% your body already has made collaterals. Surgery is useless. So this particular procedure is only useful between 75 and 90% of stenosis. If that. Curious. We don't know what his problem is, so we can't give him any help with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here is Joy. She's had good results with ginger tea. I wash. Thank you for that. Oh, I'm doing about three times a week. I follow the recipe exactly one minute per eye using a cup, but I try. But I tend to get a slight stinging sensation in the eyes and redness, bloodshot, that lasts for about an hour afterwards. Is this normal, or should I? That is normal. Okay. Is normal. Yeah. yeah, I've done it a few times. I like it. It really feels good. The ginger thing. Yeah. And the nice thing is your vision gets sharper and yeah. the colors are brighter. You're like, oh my god. Oh, I can see again. <laughs> I can see. Yes. I can see. Okay. Hi, Patrick. Can you ask Dr. Daniels how her mother is doing? Does her mom still eat pork brains, and how to uh, and and how much to maintain the benefits? Oh. All right. Mom is doing excellent. Mom is absolutely shot. <laughs> She's 
now able to walk with the walker from her bed to the kitchen and back. She is um, thinking very clearly now, and she's able to remember numbers like phone numbers and things. Wow. And obviously, ill, but she's uh, regaining it. And um, her wound, as you will recall, when we first started, it was like 20 inches by 5 inches, gaping wound on her uh, lower leg, and uh, amputation was recommended. The wound has completely healed, those of you who are medically inclined, by secondary intention. That's how it healed. So secondary intention means the edges of the wound were never brought together. It just filled in and healed. <clears throat> so um, mom's doing great. She's, uh, yeah, her great. brain uh, functions are, are returning and her mobility is increasing. She has no, op no more open wounds. It's totally healed. And now she's like, huh. Huh. Yeah, like she could live indefinitely. So there's no pending anything threatening her. Oh, that's great. Longevity. And for the kid those, said she had a cold two days ago, but she's fine. And what were the main foods that uh, you've been giving her? Right now, again, my, this is my mother, right? So mom gives orders, doesn't take them. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to take Let me be clear. <laughs> Let me be clear on that. <laughs> I am not running the show. I do advise, but mom, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, handles what she wants to do. So what she has done, though, she has uh, eaten some pig ears, the mm -hmm. word would be some, and she's decided that she would rather take the Nox gelatin two packs a day and eat little bitty nibbles on the actual connective tissue. And that has really been working very well for her in terms of healing all of her uh, skin and her joints are getting better. Excellent. So that's actually what she's been doing. She eats the brains about mm, two or three times a month and um, she eats liver about once a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, pig ears, ham hocks are kind of hanging in the background there. She takes a little nibble yeah. uh, three times. Yeah. Yeah. I put a big ham hock thing from the market, like this big, Doc, in the... In the uh, Instapot slow cooker with a couple pig ears all weekend long. It's still in there, so I'm going to get it out after the show. Boy, it oh, smells God. great. Oh, and it just, almost everything is gone. I mean, it just, whew, man. It just dissolves, but the liquid is so yummy. Yeah. So how will I just, I'll just drink that or put it on rice or something? Yeah, yeah. Drink it or put, put it on rice. If you want to drink it, fine. That's the easiest to get it down. Mm. But if you don't, have some rice and some vegetables with it you can get some a little bit of gout you can get a little achiness in your toe so uh definitely have maybe a, at least a carrot with it or some something, kind of vegetable some kind of carby with it dr jennifer daniels patrick timpone we have somebody on hold on the phones and we have to do a few commercials to uh, pay the bills doc you stay right there and we're going to take a break and then we'll uh, we'll be back with dr jennifer daniels got a little late start this morning and the internet went wonky but uh, it didn't last too long. Okay, kids, I love you all very much. Thank you for being here. We're going to have a great show for you tomorrow with the uh, mind, the body, and how it's all just one. I've, I've really been having some great insights in my meditation. So I'm going to give you some ideas that I think you'll find fascinating, hopefully, even one or two of you, and then um, um, investor, um, investor, investor, his name has escaped me. Anyway, uh, Mark, Dr. Mark Sherwood, who's running for our governor of uh, the great state of Oklahoma, 
is going to be here at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Jim Rogers, investor on Wednesday. Matthew Errett on Wednesday. So we have a busy week for you. Come by anytime on OneRadioNetwork.com. We talk about um, uh, detoxification and baby. This will do it for you. Here's physicist, biologist, chemist, Dr. Gerald Pollack on far infrared saunas. Infrared uh, energy is what builds this fourth phase of water. And the idea of a sauna, you know, you go in and you sweat and you, you receive this infrared energy and you feel great after you, uh, after you come out. I felt uh, the same and so have so many people. And most of us think, well, you know, it's just uh, some sort of psychological issue and it, 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 it might be. However... Experimentally, we know that infrared energy builds the fourth phase. Your cells should be or should be filled with this fourth phase, but, uh, but you know, we're, we tend to be somewhat dehydrated uh, and missing some of this, this fourth phase. And so what happens is if you subject yourself to infrared, the infrared is absorbed by your body, absorbed by your cells, and it converts ordinary water to fourth phase water and then you feel better how cool is that structuring the water in your body with the relax far infrared sauna that's pretty cool patrick oh we have it on sale right now well patrick i'll even up you there we have it on sale every day we really do it's called an everyday low price i don't like that term but that's what we do we've just decided to um, take less commission and give it to you at the best price that they'll allow us to and um they have standards. They won't even let me to let us put put this in print. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Twelve ninety five delivered in the lower forty eight United States, and we ship them all over the world to Canada. About uh, fourteen ninety five delivered. But just email me Patrick at oneradionetwork dot com, and I'll hook you up, and we'll we'll give you the best price ever. You know how how often is the word detoxification? brought up on these shows, whether it be Dr. Daniels and all kinds of people. Uh, sulfur uh, helps the body detoxify many, 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 many substances out of the body. We've known that. People continue to order it. I take it every day for what it's worth. Uh, I do a tablespoon twice a day. And we have uh, pure sulfur. Very few people have. This is a uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Oxygen Guy. Um, You'll remember him on sulfur. Previously with Mr. Oxygen, Ed McCabe, we asked him this. Does sulfur, does it bring oxygen to the cells as well? Yes, that's what oxygen, sulfur are just... That's what it does. Kissing cousins, they love each other. The sulfur takes the oxygen. Now, in the beginning, we would have people stuff themselves with oxygen, either ozone or transport for oxygen in there in not, not the burnt-out, dead MSM that sells millions and millions of dollars worth in the health food stores and other places all over the world. It's worthless. You have to get the real organic. So don't ever shop price at MSM because you're just going to get garbage. You need the organic super sulfur. Real, pure, living sulfur. Organic sulfur. That's what we sell right here. Three prices, depending on where you live, if you'd like more than four pounds, email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. We'll give you a discount. Order anytime, front page, click OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Stephanie Seneff, who should be coming back soon. It's been a while. MIT, she's done just uh, incredible research on the glyphosates. 
that they just spray these days now just to dry the plants out uh, so they can harvest them all at once. It's crazy. Uh, who knows how many glyphos we get into our little body. I guess if you eat out, you know, you're going to get some. And so this messes up the sulfur cycle. She's She knows this. She talks about it. So it's it's worth taking the sulfur in if you're getting any glyphos. And this will help the body to uh, sulfate things out of the body. And that's what sulfur does. So check it out. And it's on our on our website. If you haven't tried the Pearl Seum, it's just a, a lovely product. It was uh, put together by Dr. Rulin Xu uh, from China. She's a quantum physicist, and uh, she kind of knew her whole life that she wanted to sell this. Isn't that crazy? I mean, how can you do that? When she was a little girl, she just knew she wanted to do something with pearl. And she figured out how to take real pearls from um, uh, oysters, of course, uh, just real pearls, and... Um, and uh, get them into a powdered form without messing up the entire energetics of it. And as you know, it's all about energetics. And this Pearl Sim product is in a powder. You can use it to brush your teeth and also take it internally. It's the only way that we would ever recommend getting more calcium in your body from a once living source. Um, it's not pure calcium. It has a lot of other things. That and, uh, well, I'll just leave it at that. But check it out. Here's Dr. Shu on the Pearl Seum. One of the fun and easy things we do with this Pearl Seum product is brush our teeth with it. But as we look deeper into this product, taking it internally is really kind of magical. Calcium metabolism basically affects the whole metabolism and also your whole energetic systems. Literally, the calcium is the powerhouse for our energy. And it also carries the energy everywhere. So whatever we do, you know, either thinking um, or doing any work, it's all, you know, calcium is a carrier to put, you know, get the energy over there. And recently we had a Professor Paul on our show on the electromagnetic fields. And he explained very clearly how these things were interfering with the proper calcium getting into the, the cells. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. I completely agree with his um, uh, his research because everything is actually a field, you know, vibrational field. Even our body is a field. And also pearl can really, you know, really alter the whole vibrational field because it has this crystalline structure. And this crystalline structure carries the most positive energy and also information and matter. And so when it gets into the body, um, it is com- changed the completely vibrational field. So it can heal us at a very deep level. Well, Dr. Rulin Shu, we love the sound of that. Heal us at a deep level. Why not give it a try? Click on the front page of OneRadioNetwork.com. You'll see the ad, green container, Pearl Seum, OneRadioNetwork.com. And then, then, of course, then they have the capsules as well. So you can, you can get both. I had this little area in the way in the back on my upper left, and it was just, you could just tell something was just not happy there. Every now and then I could feel a little cold or hot. And um, uh, I had one of these old trays when I used to do the, um, you know, how the bleaching thing, which we don't recommend, but I did it years ago. And I put it in the back there with the Pearl Seam two or three nights, and it just kind of, kind of just covered it up and just sealed it off. Um, because it's been proven that the pearl seum will help, will actually can grow on the bone when the teeth are bones. So it's a great product. We think you'll like it. It's right on the front page of oneradionetwork.com. Where's, 
Well, let's put up a little picture here so we can invite her back in. I mean, come on. <laughs> Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one radionetwork.com. That was back in your dreadlock days, girl. That looked great. Remember that? <laughs> oh, I think I might be getting them again. I don't know. Are you, you think you might do that again? Wow. Yeah. We have so many emails. Can you just stay till noon? Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get th- let's get through some of these. Sorry, we just got kind of behind because we the internet and you know, and we started late. I had a, a fibrosis removed in two thousand and nine, and now have adhesions and scar tissue and fibroids coming back. I also have left block fallopian tube that is putting pressure on my bladder. I've also lost a lot of weight from not 190 to 115. Yow, how do I shrink the fibroids, get rid of this cart? She just wants to do it all and gain back weight. Okay. All right, she's got a lot of problems yeah, here. The fibroid, does. believe it or not, is the least of her troubles. Um, so all this fibrosis and scarring is causing severe abdominal pain. Mm. This lady is very uncomfortable. And her discomfort is not being caused by the fibroids. So I would put the fibroid on the back seat as far as getting rid of anything. And I would say she should go to VitalityCycles.com, download the Candida Cleaner document, follow that diet, but add to the diet um, liver, liver and bacon. And that will take care of it for her. It's going to stop her abdominal pain. But now the directions do tell her she's got to poop three times a day. So she's got to figure that out. I can tell with her adhesions, she's not pooping three times a day, number one. Hmm. Number two, she's eating um, a fair amount of, I would call it refined carbs. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, gluten-free bread made with rice flour or whatever, who knows. But the point is, she's eating um, a lot of things that are being converted to sugar, glue. And so, uh, that, that would be the answer. She needs to clean herself out. I would definitely recommend, you know, pooping three times a day. The vitality capsules are going to help her. It's going to help relieve her pain, increasing her water intake. And then the liver is is critical because it's going to energize her cleansing and start rebuilding her body properly, as well as uh, the bacon. Now, I've had people with fibroids, and they, they make incredible progress dissolving them with the liver, bacon. And then as they progress, they can maybe add some ham hocks to their diet. And that dissolves their, their fibroids. However, hmm. uh, she's got a bigger problem, like I said, which is all of the waste her body is dumping in her abdominal cavity, and that's what the adhesions are from. Yes, the doctor got the party started with his surgery. However, you know, she bought the alcohol and refreshments with her diet, and hmm. you've got the adhesions. Mm-hmm. Here's a lady, her daughter, 18, has been basically eating a, a standard American diet. She's now on Dr. Daniel's diet. She's taking Vitality capsules, drinking only water. She was feeling mentally better at first, but now is experiencing awful anxiety and nausea at night. Her body hurts all over. She's fine during the day. She's been happening. She has been happening for about a. This has been happening for about a month. Are we missing something here? P.S. Made the cow food soup. It was great. Buying some more today. So daughter's doing okay, but anxiety and nausea at night. Yeah, so the anxiety is a bacon deficiency. Oh, what good news, bacon deficiency. 
I mean, isn't that the best news ever? You need to eat more bacon. Okay. <laughs> She's probably not eating any. But uh, I don't know how, what her dimensions are, overweight, underweight, whatever. But uh, anywhere from two to four strips a day. I personally would recommend eating it um, in the morning. But she might find eating a strip at night or two might just knock out the nighttime anxiety. Hmm. Now, I don't know what the nausea is is from and why it would be just at night. Yeah. Unless her, her water intake is not high enough. So maybe she needs to, to drink a quart of water. Let's say she goes to bed at 8, drink a quart of water around 6 or so. So whatever her bedtime is, maybe drink a quart of water uh, a couple hours before that. Wow. Can the little bladder, I guess, hold that water all night without getting up? That's a lot of water. What's wrong with getting up at night? Oh, okay. Have to pick between nausea and getting up at night. Yeah. What's, yeah what's, I mean, for now. I mean, sure. eventually it'll work its way out, and she won't yeah. have to do this, but yeah. for yeah. now. Well, yeah, good point. Uh, what foods or herbs can be used to repair a condition of malabsorption where none of the healthy proteins or fats in the diet are being digested and are passing through in the stool pretty much intact, contributing to a condition of being severely underweight. Feels like the entire digestive process is actually somehow shut down and barely working. Oh, which has given us zero information here. Evidently. So what we need to know is, hmm. is she having diarrhea? Is she having constipation? What's going on here? Well, he says, his name is Juan, that mm-hmm. all of the stuff in the stools coming out intact so i don't know what that I means he's not chewing it so he's got a, he's got a chewing problem okay still don't understand what the intestinal problem is yeah he's underweight right? he needs to gain more weight and he just doesn't think he's absorbing the the fats or the protein okay so it is a fantasy that your food gets chewed beyond your mouth so if you don't as small as you chew it, that's as small as it gets. Yeah. And it comes off the other end pretty much looking like that. So he's got a chew problem. That's one. That's going to solve the coming out problem. But there must be something else in between that's giving him an issue. Okay, so he's underweight. You know, if he's underweight, then uh, I know this sounds really stupid. But he needs to eat more. And I don't know if he's pooping... 30 times a day or 25 times a day you know we don't we don't really have a feel for that uh but let's just let him know that he should poop anywhere from three three to six times a day is fine if he's pooping six or less then we're not going to mess with that i mean if he's pooping between three and six he's okay but if he's pooping less than three he needs to poop more if he's pooping more than six he needs to poop less okay that's that story but the real problem here i think because we're guessing, because we don't have any information. We don't know if he's having frequent diarrhea or abdominal pain or anything. We don't know. But uh, it's his diet. So uh, maybe if he could just add some uh, ham hocks with the skin, uh, rice, and maybe um, like carrots would be good, uh, zucchini would be good. He might have a sensitive stomach, in which case cabbage would not really be good. A cabbage or broccoli might irritate him. But I would say uh, try that. And he might be eating, I don't know, umpteen small meals a day or three meals a day, whatever he's eating. But he needs to eat whatever meal he usually eats, wait 15 minutes, and then eat the same meal all over. Whoa, 
Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, that will cause anyone to gain weight. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> now, the meal he should eat is just what I pointed out, right? So a fatty meal like the ham hocks with rice and vegetables. So eat that. Check your watch. Set the timer. 15 minutes. Eat it again. <laughs> okay. V says, I've got some floaters here. Uh, started seeing double last week. No injury. Um, what could be happening I'm, uh, to make this happen? I'm 72. Hmm. Have I got the answer for you? Yeah. Your eyeball is literally drying up and falling out of your skull. That's I what's happening. I beg your pardon? Yes, but we can fix it. <laughs> Easily fixed. Just take, uh, again, 15 slices of ginger, a cup and a half of water, simmer it for 15 minutes, strain it, take a teaspoon of that, add it to one cup of distilled water, and use your eye cups and bathe your eyes. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to ask you, when you do that and you have your main mother load thing that you boiled and all that, right, and strained, you can just keep that in the fridge for a while, can't you? Not like you would like to. Really? Because it seems like it's I can go fun. and get you my little setup. You want me to go get you the setup and show you what I do? Well, I mean, you can just tell us, really. Oh, so we have two. Uh, first of all, you boil that thing. Right. 15 Fif minutes and you strain it. Right. I take one teaspoon, put it in a cup of water, take the rest, put it in a Ziploc sandwich bag, lay it flat, and freeze it. <sighs> and the parts that I put in the water cup last me three or four days. Then, when I'm through with that, I go back to the freezer, break off a chip, put it in a cup of water, and repeat the process. Gotcha. So, literally, the one boil lasts me a month. Okay, so you're saying if you didn't freeze that and just kept that in the fridge, that wouldn't last a couple weeks. Okay. Because it just goes bad, even though it's... F okay, got it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I like it, though. It's really good. I'm glad you turned this on and I play with it. Here's a 70-year-old... Got diagnosed with cervical spondylosis. Spondylosis. Cervical spondylosis. <laughs> that thing, you know. Yeah. You know that one. Yeah. Two from column okay, A. So that means your spine is normal. Oh. All right. So the real question is again, no one's telling you what you need to know, which is is there pain in your spine? Is your spine stiff and you can't bend it? What caused you to go to the doctor where you got this label? wherever it came from, whether it came from a chiropractor, medical doctor, whatever. So we don't really know what her problem is. So let's take a stab at it. Take a stab at it. So what we're thinking, I think what we're talking about here is a stiff neck that hurts. So stiff, painful neck. Maybe she can't really bend it or can't look to left or right easily. Let's just say that's the problem. Hmm. The simple answer is to put Vicks Vapor Rub right along her spine from the, uh, wherever her hairline is, all the way down to that big lump, maybe even a little further, an inch further. Right. So now you've taken the edge off your pain. And from here, you just sit down and you look as far up as you can. Probably this is all she can do. And then you look down. And you do it, I would say, either 10 times or whatever's comfortable for you. If three times is enough, hey, three times is stop. Well, you're gonna find over time is you're gonna be able to do this. big increase in range of motion. So that's really what her problem is. Her problem is she's not using her spine, number one, 
And number two, she needs to loosen up those toxins that are stuck and gluing her spine together. Mm-hmm. But she's got to go slowly. So she's, if, if it hurts, don't do it. So in other words, if she goes this far and it hurts, do that. Just go this far. As far as she goes, start with what she can do, pain-free, and she'll be able to do more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And in about a month or two, she'll have her full range of motion. Mm-hmm. And, and then she can go try the side Folks, I want to show you something on Dr. Daniels, and this is something you can do. I do it. I have an Adam's apple, so mine's not as smooth like hers, but, because I'm a boy, but bend it back and look at her neck. You see how people 65 generally have turkey gobble-gobble? Check her check oh. out. She's got none, because you, you move your neck or not, right? You just move it. Move it back, Doc, all the way. Watch, look at her neck. You see any gobble-gobble there? No gobble-gobble. That's great. <laughs> So that's really a good thing to do, right? No, that's from eating the pig ears, to be honest. Do you think? That's the, the, the collagen. Oh, I don't know. I think uh, it's, pig ears. this is good too, isn't it? I do mine a lot. Oh, I like it. Yeah, but I'm saying the connective tissue is what keeps the Does skin it? from sagging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I do have another trick I use. I actually spray uh, my whole face, neck, and uh, chest area with rice water. Now, that keeps in the fridge for a month at a time. So you just go to the fridge take it out, put it back in the fridge. It's not even 15 seconds a day. What does the rice water do? What does it do? It soaks up uh, the toxins, pulls them out of your skin, and pulls your skin together and makes it tighter. Tell us how to, tell us how to make that. Um, you take a half cup of uh, raw rice. Mm-hmm. You do have to rinse it. Sorry. I, can't. I skipped that step and I regretted it. Don't do that. You got to rinse, rinse it. The rice. Okay. Yeah, rinse the rice until the water is clear. Put it in a cup and a half of water and simmer it for 15 minutes. Okay. Watch your pot. Do not boil it because the water will all run out if you boil it. So you're going to turn it down to a simmer. And then at the end of that, you strain it. And you're going to have um, some milky white liquid. And I put it in a squirt, just a little, almost like a perfume squirt right. bottle. It, yeah, it might hold a half cup or something. Mm-hmm. And that keeps in the fridge pretty much forever. And what's working there to tighten up the skin and keep the skin nice? Is it the starch in the rice or? Yes. Starch? Yes, it's the starch. Oh, you just starch in your face. That's good. It's kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> and it, pull, and it, just, it pulls the toxins out as ah, well. Interesting. Yeah. And it really, uh, this part, not that it was a problem, <laughs> but it's even better than it was. If you notice, like maybe three months ago or something, that uh, my skin actually looks even better than it did then. Somebody, I should send this to you. You might like it. Somebody sent me a rice or a place you could buy some kind of rice water concoction that you spray and put it in your hair. I do that a lot. I really yeah, like it's the same it. Thing. Is it the same it's thing? A, it's the same thing. It yeah. must be the same well, thing. You can make it yourself, and you get to eat the rice too. The rice is <laughs> thoroughly edible. That's right. And uh, yeah. So you mentioned it often, and others have as well that when you do eat rice, this is basic kind of jasmine or organic, just white rice is probably. The easiest to digest and to work with if people want to eat a complex carb? Well, white rice is not a complex carb. Oh, it's not? No, it's a simple carb. It's, oh, okay. you know, Easy they've taken eat. the fiber and everything out of it. But, uh, so that's the question then is why eat organic rice? Yeah. Why don't we ask, answer that question? Yeah. The answer is there's no reason to eat organic rice. Well, because. You can rinse your rice or soak it overnight and you get rid of the toxins. Mm-hmm. So, and even organic, 
organic rice. Apparently, they treat it with arsenic or whatever. So the organic rice is kind of a mixed, a mixed bag. But if you eat uh, white rice, it seems has the fewest toxins in it because all the toxins are in the hull of the rice, the majority of them. And once you, once you de-hull the rice, which now makes it white, you remove most of the toxins. Mm-hmm. And then if you take that white rice, you rinse it, you've removed even more. And then if you're really worried, you can soak it overnight. Mm-hmm. So buying, let's say, organic brown rice, you are putting, you're holding on to a lot of toxins there. Right. So even if, if, if the stuff is certified organic, run organic lands, you know, the neighbor's lands has have pesticides and, and all the toxins are held right there. In the sure, rice. sure, yeah. Here's a lady uh, worried about mom. Um, her skin is easily irritated and red. Her hair follicles hurt when even gentle combing is painful. Shoes rub and hurt even though they aren't causing blisters. She has been this way her whole life. Um, hypersensitivity. Any ideas on what I can do to help her? Oh. To put it bluntly, mom's got thin skin. Thin, <laughs> thin skin. Yeah, so mom needs to eat some pig skin. I'd recommend. I think the pig ears would be the quickest answer to this. Now, let's say mom's not going to sit still for pig ears. I can tell you she's not going to. Apparently, she's had a pig ear deficiency her whole life. That's the story we get here. So you can just buy um, gelatin and make jello for her. Or you can add gelatin as a thickener to whatever soup you can get her to eat. Or you can take the um, pig ears and put them through uh, a blender after you've cooked them and use that as a soup base and she won't notice it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's her problem. Mom has a severe collagen uh, deficiency lifetime from eating basically boneless, skinless, or processed meats or whatever. Yeah. So she needs... I mean, I don't know much about her other condition, whether mom's overweight or underweight or whatever. But if you give her uh, cow feet, that will solve the problem, but that will make her gain weight. The pig ears are a weight neutral. Um, chicken feet will also help. And chicken feet, though, you're going to lose weight. So if her mother wants to lose weight, give her chicken feet. She's happy with her weight, give her pig ears. She wants to gain weight, give her cow feet. Um, I've never done the cow feet myself, just the pig. When you get the cow foot, what are you get really getting? What do you, what do they what do you buy? What part of the foot? Anatomically, you're getting the knee down. The knee down. Wow. Yeah. Now the human, our knee down. We've got this calf muscle. Yeah. Right. The cow does not have any muscle at all between the knee and the foot. Hmm. It's all connected tissue and tendons. That's why it makes you so strong. Wow. And how do you fit that in so, the pot? Do you chop it up? Your butcher. Um, takes his saw and makes um, cuts in the bone. Ah. He'll only go through the bone because he's just trying to get this done, time is money. So he'll cut through the bone every inch or two. And then literally you can coil it into a circle and put it in the pot. That's what I Wow. wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask this uh, uh, person that I go to a grass-fed cows, and uh, I'll ask him if he can do that. Hmm, I bet you they can, right? Because they... No, that's a standard way of doing it, even if you don't ask. That's just, that's just the way it's sold. Oh, I've never seen it anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Here's a 74-year-old. Oh, she had all of her back teeth pulled. She only has eight. Wow, eight front teeth. I'm having okay. trouble chewing my food, I guess. 
what should I do? I can't get dentures because I have bony growths in my mouth. Hmm, that's something. <clears throat> so if you can't chew your food, obviously you can grind it and drink it. So, you know, chop your food, especially your meats, chop it a little bit mm -hmm. and then put it in the grinder and then drink it. So that's one way. Yeah. But if you want to restore your chewing ability, then you're pretty much looking at um, implants. And even with bony growth, they can uh, do it. They have, yeah. They have different style of implants. They actually have the implants where they put the uh, stakes into your jawbone, and there's a clearance of about a quarter inch or eighth of an inch between the tooth and your jaw so they can accommodate that bony growth. Or wow. Irregular. Really? Wow. Interesting. Yeah, there's always a way. Um, if a person gets diagnosed with cancer, what should mm -hmm. they do? The turpentine protocol, question mark. How would a person know if they have been misdiagnosed? Is cancer really a fungus and caused by too many parasites, as some people say? Hmm. Let's start with the diagnosis piece. Okay. So I will never be diagnosed with cancer. Why? Because I don't go to doctors, I don't get tested on. That's how you avoid the diagnosis. All right. So easy, easy way to avoid cancer. Don't go to the doctor and don't get any tests done. Done. Now, if she's been diagnosed with cancer, that means she's had a biopsy. She has submitted to the ultimate I trust you doctor procedure, which is she allowed him to cut her just so if she has a cat cancer, then that cut has caused it to spread. But let's go back to cancer. Uh, so what's happened in the United States is they, the medical industrial complex, and look it up, has now um, admitted that the increase in cancer is not real, it's imagined, because we're just labeling healthy people as having cancer. So, by the medical industrial complex's own statistics, her chances of actually dying from her cancer are only 20%. So, her, the chances that she actually needs therapy of any kind for her cancer are less than 50%. So, if you have been unlucky, unwise, whatever, to show up to the doctor often enough to get the label, I would say stop showing up. That's number one. Number two, figure out what cancer you think you have or where you think it is. Okay, check out that. And eat an organ from an animal corresponding to that piece of anatomy or closest to it. Oh. Next, you want to increase your bowel movements to three times a day so your body can dump junk. Definitely, I would say turpentine would be helpful. But cancer basically is a problem of excessive, holding on to excessive waste and not eating enough nutrition. So if you can just rebalance those, you'll be just fine. A lot of the natural healing methods for healing cancer are actually devastating because they focus on the healing part or the cleansing part to the detriment of the rebuilding part. So you've got to judiciously uh, do both. Mm -hmm. She should do just fine. Good job. Here's a 50-year-old woman. Carcinoma tumors in her liver. As it grows, it creates pressure on surrounding organs, and that creates pain. Diagnosis says it was too late for chemo or radiation. Wow. 
What can I do to reduce the size and eradicate the cancer cells? Also, what is good to eat to help me at this time? I'm eating lots of papaya. Papaya. Whatever for, I don't know. So papaya is pretty much irrelevant to the situation. So okay. uh, I don't see any reason to eat lots of it. So carcinoma means cancer-like, not cancer. Just letting you know what carcinoma means. Cancer-like, that's what it means? Yeah. Hmm. Yes, that means I am Timponi-like, but I'm not that Timponi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> so they tell these people, and they... they, they, they I'm just trying to explain this to her. So no, I understand. So, Keep going. She's not going to do what I tell her unless she adjusts her understanding. Okay. okay. Good job. So she goes on board with a gazillion natural healing blah, blah, blahs, that literally caused her to flush her own body down the tubes, it's not going to happen. All right. So again, she's got a liver problem. Great. Add some liver to your diet. Uh, she's got carcinoma tumors in her liver. That means her liver bile ducts are clogged. Papaya does nothing to open up the liver bile ducts. All papaya does is help you digest the food that you're already eating so you can absorb it more quickly and grow your carcinomas more quickly. So I don't really know what the papaya is, okay. where it shakes out here in the mix. I would personally not recommend it. But because uh, that's not her problem. Her problem is that she's obviously absorbing all of whatever she's eating. She's absorbing it, and the body's using it to make a bigger tumor. That's the problem. Because so the bile ducts are closed? Bile ducts are closed in the liver? I won't say they're closed, but they're certainly clogged. Okay. Yeah. So the, the crap is going into the liver. It's staying there and making these tumors bigger instead of continuing on through the bile duct into the intestines and into the toilet. So she's got to take a look at the situation. She's got a toilet. Check that. Um, is she putting stuff in that toilet? Call it poop three times a day. If she is, check that. Then we go further back up the line. So now our next step up the line is the bile ducts. They need to be opened up. Best way to open the bile ducts. Cheapest way is sauerkraut juice. Just drink a um, quarter cup, half cup a day sauerkraut juice. Bam, bile's open. Okay, now we back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. The next step after the bile is now the liver. So she can help rejuvenate the liver by eating liver. She can also help rejuvenate um, or, or clear up those bile ducts. Actually, the sauerkraut juice should, should do it as well. Okay. And the next step, of course, is what the heck is she eating? I know she's eating more than papaya. And she's got to come to the grips with the possibility that what she's eating, there's something she's eating that's feeding these tumors and helping them grow. I don't know what it is. She didn't go to the list. So there you go. Mm, wow. So the bile ducts you're talking about are gallbladder. Gallbladder? Bile ducts are, there's a, a series of tubes, mm -hmm. and the gallbladder is the pouch off of that series of tubes. So a series of tubes are called the bile ducts, and the gallbladder is a, a, a pouch, a pouch off of that. I see. Now, the liver is nothing more than a series of thousands of bile ducts layered next to each other almost in sheets wow and so what the uh sauerkraut juice does it loosens up the crap so it flows out of the liver through the other bile ducts and into the intestines and the toilet now she's got to have her poop in order before she uh, does the sauerkraut juice. she's got to be pooping three times a day she's got to clean up her diet and she goes to vitalitycycles.com and gets the candida cleaning report that's a start for cleaning up your diet. That'll get you on the right track. I remember, I, I know who this woman is, because I remember, I look at the email, 
and she's kind of a regular, very much a regular. And the first one, when she first wrote me about this, she was diarrhea, 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 diarrhea. I remember that. Ah, so we don't know what she is now. No. Maybe she's listening. She could email back quickly. Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, what about, would you think? It doesn't matter. If she still has diarrhea, then she can just start the, the sauerkraut juice now. Just do it now. Yeah. If it's going. Right. If she's, yeah. Yeah. So she's got three or more bowels a day, then she can just start the sauerkraut juice. Yeah. Start the sauerkraut. <laughs> do you think, uh, in your opinion, former doctor or practicing or whatever you are, uh, <laughs> Besides a fun girl, um, do you think coffee enemas would be advisable for this woman? Uh, she could, but again, at the present stage, uh, she could do she could do that. But mm-hmm. again, I think she needs a little more critical uh, look at things. So she's eating something that's making these too much grow. She's got to sort that out. Okay. Uh, she's got the intestines blocked. If she does coffee enemas. Uh, I think I think they would help. Okay. I think they would help. I'm not sure if that's she needs to go quite that far right now. But the other question about the coffee enemas is how many, how often. So the Gerson protocol recommends four, five, six, eight a day, however many I coffee know. enemas. Right. I would recommend no more than two. Because once you get above that, you get serious malnutrition. Some people get serious malnutrition even with just one mm-hmm. or two coffee enemas. Mm-hmm. So she's got to seriously examine her diet and nutritional status. On the other hand, if she adds liver to her diet, that's going to be a big boost to her nutritional status. Good old liver. But she's got to play it by ear. And what she's got to do is sit down, figure out how she feels, do something, and she feels worse, back up, and do something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, good job. I do I do one a week coffee enema. I just like to do it, you know, one a week. And... Uh, and you know what's really interesting? Over the years, I've been able to hold the coffee in longer and longer and longer and longer. Isn't that fun? I mean, I can do it like 20 or half an hour. Exactly. You can just really just get to where... I mean, the first one you do is going to oh, take yeah. you an hour. Yeah, yeah. Make yeah. a mess everywhere. But believe me, for years, I couldn't hold it longer than five minutes, you yeah. know, for years. Yeah. It just took a while, I guess, to get things happy there. I don't know. Here's a question from Cindy about turpentine. I've been doing an enema every day for 40 days. Wow. Would like to take turpentine. How many bowel movements does an enema count? How many bowel movements does an enema count? That's a good question. It counts for one or, one or two. One or two. So okay. if you're doing one enema a day, then you need to do, at least put one bowel movement with it and then you're ready to go. Uh-huh. Um, there's some coffees that advertise specially coffee enema stuff. Do you think there's anything to that or is that just marketing? No, it's a, okay. I probably I figured that I shouldn't have even asked you. Of course, being an Italian Scorpio, I always buy those anyway. I have a small white scar on my face, and was hoping to find something to skin my even my skin tone out. They're a couple of years old. My my nutrition was awful back then, so I used to get herpes. Herpes on my face? I don't get it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so herpes is nutritional deficiency, right? Connective tissue. So this person needs to increase their connective tissue. And I don't know if they're white or brown skin, but let's just say it's a a white person. Um, So if you're white, it's a little bit easier. Um, The thing to do, again, is to increase your connective tissue. I'd recommend for the face, you can actually buy pig face. You buy pig face? Yeah, there's something called pig face. (laughs) And you can buy that. And it's just like the best quality bacon you could ever imagine. But... It 
gives you a face like this. It fills in and you don't have the wasted hollows or anything. And it smooths out your skin and gets rid of scars. It's literally called pig face? Uh, yeah, that's the English translation. Or pig mask. pig mask. So basically they take the pig, slaughter it, cut the head in half like this, peel the skin and uh, muscle off the skull and sell you that. That's, that's called a big thing. That's great. Lynn's taking notes in Nebraska. Lynn, see if you can find that, and we'll, we'll check Dr. Daniels before she goes, see if it's the right stuff. See if you can... Pig face, yeah. Pig yeah, face Google pig face or pig... She needs, yeah, she's more pigment. And for that, she can either use the carrot oil we were talking about earlier, just put carrot oil on your face, Yeah. and it's amazing. It heals your face, gets rid of scars, wrinkles, everything. It's, well, look at my face, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, look at you. So, yeah. You look like you're 14. You, you know, it's not even fair. <laughs> just apply the uh, carrot oil like once a day is fine. Uh, if you're black or you have darker skin, you have to you know go a little harder on the pigment, and you have to eat black. I call it black food. Black food. So that would be um, shilajit, which is black, black squid ink, which is black, um, black corn, which is black. But you want to eat black food, pigmented food, and then that'll help uh, restore your color. That's great, black squid. Somebody emailed, and I, I got it here somewhere, but as long as I, I, I remember seeing it, it was that, it, can they do the black squidding thing if they're allergic to seafood? I don't think so. Okay. I would test like a smidgen. A smidgen. If you get a little tightening, or we stop. <laughs> but if you have a shellfish allergy, no, you cannot, because it comes from the, the squid is a shellfish. It's a shellfish, right. Yeah. It is, it's considered a shellfish. Here is Eduardo. He has an inguinal hernia, and I do mm -hmm. not want to have surgery. Any alternatives? I knew a lot of people yeah. over the years, they try to get rid of this guy, and they never could, and they always went and just had him put the little thing in there. Can you do it without the, the net or whatever they do, that surgery? Well, the question is, what's a hernia, and what's the problem here? So a hernia, basically, you have uh, some connective tissue that's glued together. It separates your abdominal cavity from your upper thigh. That uh, connective tissue becomes weak, and it, it, it frayed, and your intestines fall through and create a lump as, well, a, as that's that what intestines it is. your upper thigh. Yeah. So that lump is actually a piece of intestines. Um, so that's what a hernia is. Now... The underlying problem there is weak connective tissue. So the actual cure would be to eat connective tissue. Something like maybe cow feet would really be very strong connective tissue. So if he would reduce the hernia, that means push that piece of intestine back up where it belongs, get a truss, put the truss right there to hold pressure to keep the mm -hmm. intestine up where it belongs, mm -hmm. then eat the cow foot connective tissue that will glue it together for him. Excellent. What, what's the number two... Uh, underneath cow feet for connective tissue, Dr. D? Number well, it depends on what you want to do. Yeah. He wants to fix a hernia, which bears a lot of weight and needs really strong stuff. So you mm. want to use the cow foot, which bears a lot of weight, you know, it's pretty strong All right. stuff. So for his particular application, uh, cow foot would be the best. I guess the next best would be maybe um, pork, pork feet. Pork feet? Like ham hocks? things no ham hocks are further up the line oh pig feet and hock they usually sell the feet in the hock is what i got yes what you're buying yeah, yeah. but buying. in the store if he's going to the store they separate the two they sell the hock right and the um and the feet 
in the face. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have a oh, 86 year old brother, just recently diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I don't know mm-hmm. what stage. Um, he lives in Southern California and seems to get plenty of walking and sunlight. Uh, do you have any general advice that I could give to him? I'm concerned about him. Oh, pancreatic <laughs> cancer, that's a big one. Actually, not really. Good. He is 86 years old, let's yeah. be serious. Okay. So in other words, this cancer, if he drops dead tomorrow, has not shortened his life. No, he's already exceeded the average life expectancy of an American, so he cannot, if he drops dead, say the cancer shortened his life you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. let's be clear about that. So our question really is, how do we give him um, a better quality of life? Let's say he has some abdominal pain or something. So the medical industrial complex, they've done the research, thank goodness I don't have to. And what they have determined is with pancreatic cancer, you're better off skipping all the chemo, everything, and just taking a fistful of vitamins. Which vitamins? They don't say. So what, <laughs> what I would say uh, then is you know, take a, you know, B-complex 50 uh, to a day, take vitamin A, 20,000 IUs a day, take um, vitamin E, 400 IUs a day. So just take the basic, those are basic uh, supplements. And then eat um, eat some liver Hmm. and plenty of vegetables and make sure you're pooping three times a day and enjoy the rest of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. Dr. Daniels, what's the difference between uh, digestive bitters, there's quite a few good ones you can get, um, and your vitality capsules? The difference between what and vitality capsules? Um, the digestive bitters you often recommend, and there's oh, a lot okay. of good yeah, products yeah. out there. We found bitters one. don't make you poop. Bitters do not make you poop. They do and not. Bitters aggressively, no, they aggressively release toxins. You can have a serious cleansing reaction. I mean, like, oh, if you so bitter and you're not pooping three times a day. So you so want to do both. Right. Yes, yes. But you have to start with the vitality capsules and get the poop going three times a day. And then, then you can move further up line, like I said, and start freeing up more toxins to dump into the intestines. But the vitality capsules get the intestines emptying like they're supposed to. I mentioned that I, I have a hard time taking your capsules. I just can't swallow capsules. I don't know. My throat must be like this big or yeah, something. Yeah, you can open them. Yeah, I do. I just wanted to tell you I do that and I put it in a spoon, right? When I take them, yeah. put it in my tongue and wash it down. Man, quick, quick, quick. those suckers are, whoa, I don't know what's in there, but no. boy, it's like, you make this face like. <laughs> I know, it's a terrible, like, wow. <laughs> so I knew they're good, you know? <laughs> These got to yeah, be good. Really, those are supplements that really need a capsule. Oh, man. <laughs> I tell you what. But, uh, you know, you try to get good at it. Sometimes if you, yeah. get, you know, uh, <clears throat> well, let's see. Uh, Dr. Daniels, what is the best way to prepare a liver? I cannot stand it. Oh, should, should it be seasoned and or eaten with rice or vegetables? Yes. Are they benefit for, uh, uh, and are the benefits of cod liver oil the same as beef liver? No, probably not. But go ahead. Cod liver oil is way, way, way down the, the list. Yeah. You know, it's almost a waste of time compared to liver. So you hate the flavor. Let's attack the problem. Yeah, attack the problem here. <laughs> Take your liver and soak it in um, a cup of milk mm-hmm. and let it set overnight in the refrigerator. That pulls out all the gamey flavor. 
and then rinse it off and cook it as you wish, and it simply will taste like mm, mystery meat. Is that right? You know, that's an old recipe. I think my mom even used to do that. What does that do? That's funny. It I, takes out the gamey flavor. I haven't thought about that for years, but I, I used to see her do that. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't uh, just take out any of the good nutrients and all the good stuff in liver at all? No, it doesn't diminish um, huh. the the health benefits. So you're still going to get energy. You're still going to feel better. It's great. Interesting. Very. And then she, then once she soaks it in the milk, then she can decide to season it or whatever. Sure, sure. And always use your favorite seasoning. If you like curry, use curry. If you like Italian, use Italian seasoning. Whatever your favorite season. And also onions, right? Onions are really magical. With yeah, you got, onions are critical. You have to have onions. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, taking six chicken feet with broth every night for two months. Oh, uh, wow. Question. My knee pain is almost a thing of the past. Wow. Good. Can I lower my chicken feet intake? They are getting ridiculously expensive, and it literally took me two weeks to get them. I live in Texas, and I got my chicken feet from a farm in Georgia, not really far apart. What would you recommend at my... 27-year-old autistic son. He hardly looks autistic. I guess taking care of him for all those years with nothing but home-cooked meals and junk food, I've noticed that his short-term... Oh, so now she's jumped to her son. Okay, so... Let's handle chicken feet. Chicken feet first. So the answer is, eating chicken feet, I don't care how expensive they are, is cheaper than surgery, right? So continue the chicken feet until the knee pain is absolutely Gone. 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 Then... You have a chicken feet maintenance dose, which will probably be, let me take a guess, pull it out my head. <laughs> take a guess. Okay. Somewhere around once every uh, two to four weeks, you'll need a chicken feet meal okay. to keep mm. away. So that's just going to keep repairing your knee from the normal wear and tear of everyday use. Isn't that great? Have you seen, have you seen chicken feet really work on some people with some pretty bad knee, t- knee pain? Oh, yeah. Really? Low back pain, considering back surgery. Bam, chicken feet, wow. gone. Wow. Low back pain, considering stem cell therapy. Chicken feet, gone. Wow. No kidding. In general, for healthy folks, uh, liver, what's your recommendation? Uh, dosage, how often? For healthy people? Oh, uh, I would say for a healthy person, usually once a month is good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to this lady's autistic child with a uh, pig, pig feet, a chicken feet. 27-year-old autistic son. He hardly looks autistic. I guess taking care of him while my whole cook, cook meals really helped him. I've noticed that his short-term memory is declining a bit. I blame it on all the electronic crap he uses and listens to almost all the time. Mm, what about beef brain capsules? Do you think that would help him? He won't eat any okay, so beef. beef brain capsule would not help him in the sense that they are so dry and super concentrated, he would get side effects from them before he would get the therapeutic benefit. Hmm. If you want to increase his IQ, I would stop all this electronic uh, machinery. Let him know times are hard. Uh, it's COVID. We're recovering from COVID. Economics are poor, and we just can't really afford these electronic stuff anymore. Right. And so, yeah, I would, uh, whatever excuse you have to give him, get rid of his electronic stuff. Fix the outlets in his room so he can't charge anything. Whatever you have to do. <laughs> what are we gonna but have? disconnecting his electronic machinery, um, because that lowers the IQ of a normal kid. Does it? Just a normal kid? Yeah, a normal kid. Take a normal kid, 
plug him into all that stuff, and his IQ is going to plummet. Wow. Here's a 61-year-old male in the UK with some achy leg problems. I took some of my wife's calcium supplements, which contain some boron and magnesium and vitamin D and K2. I feel a lot better with no aches after a few days. What can this mean? What is this telling me? Interesting. Hmm. It's telling you you have malnutrition and you need to up your diet or change it. Or you can just take the supplements if that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But it's letting you know that your achy legs were caused by nutritional deficiencies. Mm -hmm. This is Willard. That's a nice name. I've been having lots of trouble sleeping through the night until I started to eat Indica Edible 5 milligrams THC before going to bed. Is there anything negative about eating marijuana edibles to sleep through the night? The only negative thing is that's covering up the real reason that's causing, causing your insomnia. Okay. So if you can't sleep through the night, uh, the real problem is that your uh, brain is lacking the neurotransmitters it needs to put you to sleep, and or you have so many toxins in your system that they are uh, basically poisoning your brain to where it can't put you to sleep. So how do you handle that? The answer, the hard answer is, uh, get the toxins out of your diet, poop three times a day, drink more water, that's going to ha- handle your toxin side. And if you go to vitalitycycles.com and get the Candida Cleaner Report, I would follow that diet. You can still add some meat products that you want to it, but that would be the basic diet to mm-hmm. clean up your life. Now, the next problem is, what about getting your brain to function better so they can put you to sleep? What about those neurotransmitters? There's three ways to get your neurotransmitters. I think the cheapest way is to simply buy black squid ink, take a teaspoon a day, and after about three or four days, you'll notice that things are going really fine. So they go right Once to the neurotransmitters in the brain, this black squid ink. They're contained in the black squid ink. It has dopamine. It has wow. melanin. It has all the neurotransmitters right in it. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah, and it's very calming. So the black squid ink is a nutritional solution that adds the missing um, neurotransmitters to your system. The marijuana does not do that. All the marijuana does is shut down your system and say, okay, boys, lights out. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of uh, your body being able to, you know, auto-regulate. So that's the black squid ink. And then um, the maintenance dose of black squid, I would say once a night or once a day, it doesn't matter. And then... um, the maintenance of the black squid ink is going to be either once a week to once a month, somewhere around there. And black squid ink is phenomenally cheap. It's like $6 for a one-month supply. Does it come in That's a liquid, Doc? Come in a liquid? It's, a, it's kind of like a loose paste, almost like a pudding. Okay. And you have to dissolve it in at least one cup of water. Easier to stir it in the soup or whatever you're eating. It's intensely black, just by the way. So you know. Is it like really yucky to taste? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Figured it was. <laughs> All the good stuff is, so you know. If you stir it into one cup of uh, or more of soup, it gets a, it gets a salty, mm-hmm. fullness flavor to your soup. Mm-hmm. If you try to eat it straight, it's like, yeah. So I stir it into into your soup. So the other thing that will put you that will help the neurotransmitters is eating liver. Another thing will help is eating brain. So those are your three options. Okay. The cheapest is the squidding. Squidding. And do I recall that you said uh, squidding pasta actually is good, will work as well? Yes, yes. 
So classically, it is served as uh, pasta, and you put the black squid ink sauce over the pasta. Mm -hmm. And I usually chop some um, chives or scallions in there just to give it a little bit of sure, interest sure. Or, or some kind of vegetable. Is squid the same thing as you can get at the store where I am dripping springs, uh, these little octopus, little small octopus things? Same thing? Octopus and squid are the same okay. thing, yes. Hmm. We're talking about the ink, not the actual flesh of the animal. Oh. Just the ink. So the ink's not in the, in the, in the squid things you buy at the store? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because the, the squid is a shellfish, and they have to cut the soft body off. That's what they sell you. Oh. Then they have to break open the shell. And inside of that is the black ink sac. Then they have to pull the ink sac out and squeeze that into a jar. What's the squid use the ink? Does he squirt that at people to keep them away? Yes, yes. It squirts it. And what it does is it creates a black screen so the predator oh, can't see Oh, they can't see them. I've seen yes, that. black is very important. Yes. I've seen videos of that. They <laughs> so just do this big thing. Isn't that Yeah, how? and that's a, the predator can't see them. But the predator says, I know that squid was right there. I'm going to go after him. <laughs> And as the predator goes into the cloud, yeah. the neurotransmitters calm and sedate the predator so that the squid can get away. Isn't that fascinating? Right. So when you eat the black squid ink, it gives your body all the neurotransmitters it needs to calm the nervous system down, harmonize it so you can exercise your mental conscious control and you don't have all this sporadic you know, activity. Isn't that fascinating? So he, he's actually kind of just almost trying to hypnotize or work on the neurotransmitters of the shark or whatever's trying to eat him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh, that is so cool. <laughs> That's amazing. I really like that. I don't know why. Here, take that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here, dude, don't be biting me. Would you like, would you ask Dr. Daniels if the cow foot includes the hoof, is this yes. the knee down including the whole hoof or just the yes. bone and the skin parts? The whole thing. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> remember that You're commercial? We're old enough. We remember that commercial. Remember that commercial? <laughs> I can't believe I ate the whole thing. That was such you a great did, commercial. Frank, you did, Frank. You ate it, Frank. <laughs> this guy, this big fat guy. Remember that commercial? It was Alka-Seltzer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, He sat yeah, on the side of the bed. Says, oh, I can't, can't believe, believe I ate the whole thing. thing. <laughs> she said, you did. I think it was Ralph. He did, Ralph. He ate the whole thing. He <laughs> ate it, Ralph. You did, Ralph. It's some kind of Oh my God. Is that natural sauerkraut juice from lactic acid ferment or is it sauerkraut juice from canned kraut? Okay. Interesting question. Hmm. So let's break it down. Should you buy your sauerkraut in a can or a plastic bag or a glass jar? That's the question. Yeah. The answer is buy it in a glass jar and that way you'll have the most active cultures. All three sauerkrauts are identical. They've just gone through a different preservation process mm -hmm. to keep them fresh until you mm -hmm. buy them. So the best is to buy your sauerkraut in a glass jar in the refrigerator section. Next best, plastic bag in the refrigerator section. And the third best is uh, a jar on the shelf. Fourth best is a can on the shelf. Yeah. So there you have it. I've seen the, the plastic. best to make your own. It's that simple. I've seen the plastic one at the HEB in Dripping Springs in the refrigerator, and it's got a little air hole, and it claims unpasteurized active things going because it can breathe. What do you think? Okay. Marketing? Yeah. Oh, got gotcha you again, huh? Well, here. <laughs> <laughs> 
It got me, though. You know, I am so naive with this stuff. And jo- Joetta says, what can I do for a frozen shoulder? Frozen shoulder. Wow. Wow. The miracle cure. We've got it for you. Do you got I'm it for you? you? Okay, baby. I have used this so many times for people, and bam. bam. Shoulder cure. Usually hours, but as much as two days. The problem, again, is the reason your shoulder is frozen is because all of those chemicals and parasites are literally holding hands and gluing your shoulder. Really? So, yes. Those guys. And they've formed a little paste that's holding your shoulder in place. So if you drink the sauerkraut juice, it will go there and literally dissolve them and you can move your shoulder. So the dose is, well, first of all, again, I cannot stress enough how you've got to increase your water and you've got to poop three times a day. You've got to do this. Because otherwise, that stuff that's freezing your shoulder will go all over your body and make you miserable. It will not find its way to the toilet mm-hmm. unless you're pooping today. All right, so you're pooping three times a day, drinking your water, you're ready. And you just get sauerkraut juice. The sauerkraut itself is neither here nor there. In other words, useless. So you can drink about two to four ounces four times a day, and it'll just you'll you'll feel the shoulder just. Wow, that's crazy. Here's uh, is carrot oil or carrot seed oil that you use on your face the same thing? Yes, carrot seed oil is the same. same thing. Yeah. Let's see. I think Lynn has come up with pig face. It's a in a hurry, I can't find much on pig face. A couple articles on how to cook it. So we <laughs> we don't have a pig, we don't have a picture. No, no, there's no product that we can find so far. We well, got to get a new researcher here. Okay, we got we got yeah. Come on, doc, give us a because people want to know where this pig face is. You've got three emails just about pig face. They want it. Where do you find it? There, have you purchased this before? Yeah, right at the store. Oh, well, of course you live in Panama, girl. Exactly. Uh, trying to find a picture. Uh, let me do, oh, we, we just found out we're going to have Bear, Bear Paul Lando on tomorrow, and we'll postpone uh, the, the thing I was going to do tomorrow till Friday, so that's exciting. He's a really cool guy. He'll be here 10 o'clock tomorrow. Boy, we have a full week, all kinds of people. Uh, and in just a little while after we let Dr. Matt Daniels go, we're going to be talking with um, Dr. Mark Sherwood in the great state of Oklahoma. He's running for governor, talking about states' rights. Have you found pig face for us? We can buy it? It's a grotesque picture. Yeah, I have it. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, they're, they're selling the mask, but it's, it's pretty realistic. It's what it's going to look like in this section. So I'm trying to find one in the butcher case. I'm just going to Google pig face and see if I come up with anything. They got a big face, pieces of pigs. Pig images, pig face, pig photos. Come on. Pig face, pig face. Face. No, I don't see. Pig face. I'm going to say Chinese. Chinese pig face? No, it's a Chinese butcher shop. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Because that's where I saw it. I was in China, and there they were, sitting there in the case. Oh, I see, but... Didn't you, did you, did you see a product that you could actually buy? Here pig? it is. Here's the pig face. Okay. Um, I guess I can show it to you. Yeah, let me, let me move it over here. And what is that? That's a pig face. 
it's it's okay, cut it off the pig and they dry and this is a little bit dried this is actually pretty fresh yeah and then what would you um, they have it cut down the center for you what would you do with that i mean where would you get that I, I get it at the butcher shop it's, oh know, i see you just go to the butcher shop and tell me you want a pig face yeah well sometimes i have to call ahead and say hey uh can you put aside a pig face for me sure so there's not like a product that has pig stuff you spread on your face. No. No. Here's another picture. Yeah. You guys are all looking for a pill for everything. Yeah, I know. We're looking for a pill. One day you're going to start eating food. <laughs> right. So I'll, there you go. One side is the nose. I'll be done. Yeah. Then you can see the cutaway there. That's the meat uh, that they peel off the face. So you can see you've got the skin, the fat under it, and the muscle. So literally, if you eat this, it will repair every single piece of your face, whatever the, wherever the defect Whoa. is. So you don't have to get all scientific. Well, is this scar from this or this? Do sure. I need to put a, a pillar under there? No. <laughs> well, we have a good pig vendor there of a regenerative farm. I'll ask him on Wednesday and see. I wanted to ask Dr. Daniels about Vitality Capsules. When I take Vitality yes. Capsules, I get a lot of gurgling and bloating, but I don't poop. Then if I take and I have an emergency and I have to stay home, I have this with other laxatives as well. What can I do to increase peristaltics uh, things without creating an emergency situation? Mm-hmm. You can massage your belly, you can, you can drink more water, and you can get more physical exercise. So in other words, do things like sit-ups or leg lifts, and that's going to increase your intra-abdominal pressure and get your um, intestines moving along better. Okay. Uh, is black squid ink also called cuttlefish ink? Yes, it is. Oh. Boy, you guys asked the best questions. That's great. Cuttlefish ink. Man. Yep. I can't swallow the capsules, the Vitality capsules either, Patrick. How do you take them? I don't know. I just put them on a spoon and try to get them down me some way without tasting it. Put them in tomato juice, please. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, they're really like, whoa. So we have experimented with all kinds of ways to take those and putting them in tomato juice, it makes it taste like uh, an especially strong Bloody Mary without alcohol. So that's what it tastes like. So it's, it's, it's that's been the most palatable way. In fact, before I encapsulated them, when I was... Um, you know, selling them or having people use them, I would just have them take the powder, put it in tomato juice, and drink it. And that's actually, uh, you know, people did take it that way, but we found that they really preferred the pills. Sure, sure. We like pills. Hi, sore throats are such a pain for me. Please tell me everything you know about why they happen and how to treat them. Hmm. It's two causes of sore throat. One, um, you're eating something that's causing it. Hmm. And that thing is actually irritating your sinuses in the back of your throat. Usually that thing is, is dairy products like milk or ice cream. That's usually the cause. Ah. The other cause is your lymphatics literally are blocked. And um, you need to uh, open up your lymphatics. And so when you do both, stop eating the stuff causing the sore throat and strengthen your lymphatic system, then you won't get any more sore throats. Like, I don't think I've had a sore throat in... Forever, huh? Yeah. Decades. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, I hope you guys are well. From Ashley, I am so interested in hearing the interview you did with Dr. Daniels a while back, mostly on pure pine gum spirits. That was more than a while back. That was the one that has what? <laughs> we were young. 100,000. Man, that's when we were kids. How long ago was that? I don't know. That's just crazy. Uh, 12 years. Yeah. 12 years. Look on our website. In, the, in our search function, put in there Dr. Jennifer Daniels Turpentine and find the one, the oldest, one of the oldest ones. You'll see it. That's the classic that everybody... Uh, 2010, don't you think? 2010? It was about 2010? Wow, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, I was able to find it... Oh, I was able to find it on YouTube for the longest time, but now they took it down. Well, go figure. Oh, my um, God, yes. Oh. I know. YouTube is crazy these days. Yeah, I don't know what the... Well, they're going back and recensoring stuff. I know. They already... And I think from YouTube about two years ago, I was banned. Were so you banned? Fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Well, now they're going back and taking down everything that's already up there. So I got banned from uploading anything. And now YouTube is going back over YouTube and taking down my videos that were on YouTube. Do you do, you do anything any longer? Any ex, uh, videos or are you just chilling there pretty much? Um, I'm not doing more videos. We've got, so all the videos that you're taking down from uh, YouTube and Facebook, the ones I did, are available on my website. Okay. Now, the next step, of course, is to start taking down all the videos where I'm a guest. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I don't know when that wave is going to come. Some of those, (laughs) or many of those, we do have available on the website, but not all of them. So the censorship is getting pretty intense. It's intense. You know, Doc, to this day, you can't even say the word virus or climate right. change on Facebook without getting flagged. You can't even mention those right. words. I mean, it's like, right. uh, what are you guys smoking? No, only certain authorities are allowed to mention those words. So if something is so touchy they have to censor it, then obviously the information you are getting can't possibly be true. Can't, can't possibly be true. Okay, this is the last one, then we'll let you go. But And this ties right into what I was going to ask you about monkeypox because they're trying to bring what? this back. Yeah, but Zoe's right in. How do we treat, <laughs> she laughs, how do we treat chickenpox naturally? My neighbor's kids who are not vaccinated, they got it. I, I know that getting the virus is normal, but is there certain foods, the things we can do to help the symptoms? Okay. So I'm going to wave my hand to get your attention. Okay. Alert. alert. Boy, well, what did they say? Uh, trigger alert. Trigger alert. Trigger alert. There's no virus. There's a lot. There is no virus. The kids get uh, what's called chicken box or blisters because they're growing at a very fast rate at that point in their life. And they don't have enough connective tissue to span the gap. And so they have these blisters. And then as, the, as their body catches up in making the uh, connective tissue, the blisters go away. That's, that's the whole chicken pox story. It's the herpes story. It's the shingle story. Wow. All these herpes, virus, whatever, it's a lie. And the only reason that two people have sex and they both get herpes is they both had the same glass of wine before they had sex. <laughs> because the wine strips the connective tissue and the sex gives you friction and there you have it. So... Don't be telling uh, the medical right. community it? about that. Don't you tell the medical community about that herpes thing. No, 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 no. That's a sacred cow, so that's the herpes why they, So that's why they, they can't, this monkeypox, they're trying to get the story straight, and they're having a little difficulty yeah. getting a story you think? that makes any sense you at think? all. You think? So they're trying to get a monkeypox story out there that can get people to agree to quarantine and shut down. That's right. 
So if it's sexually transmitted and only among gay people, everyone's like, shoulder shrug. I'm not having sex with a gay guy. So what? Yeah. And not only that, but I'm not having, if I walk by a stranger on the street, I can't possibly get it because I'm not going to have sex with a stranger while I'm walking home. I'm on my way home. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. So wearing a mask can't possibly protect you from a sexually transmitted disease. So they're having difficulty getting this monkeypox narrative going. So that I think what they're trying to do is sacrifice uh, the, gay, the gay community. No, no. Well, that of course. Yeah. But what they're trying to maybe sacrifice the mask and go straight to the vaccine. And of course, they've already got the vaccine, right? Because the same vaccine, the chickenpox vaccine, because it's the same story, same whatever, right? And again, with COVID, as with COVID, as with chickenpox, there is no virus. Again, this is a trigger alert, trigger alert. Believe it or not, believe it or not. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, you're not <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now that we cleared that up, how do we treat this? How do we treat this? Well, Dr. Daniels, have you successfully treated it? Oh, yes, I have, buddy. <laughs> so what's the answer? The answer is, again, the pig ears. So pig ears have the greatest amount of surface area of skin, and that's going to, you know, repair the skin. And so what people find is once they eat and get enough pig ears under their belt, you see about, I don't know, 12 or 15 pig ears, over a period of time, of course, um, that they don't get any more outbreaks. And they can have unprotected sex. But, but Doc, we, <laughs> and not get what do you think? We've seen a few pictures of the alleged, you know, pox on people, you know, this monkey pox. What do you think this is? I mean, are people actually it having... Looks exactly, it looks exactly like shingles like shingles okay same shingles picture okay and that little hand picture on the internet that's uh, 10 years old yeah oh i know that one yeah but i'm starting to see new ones because they're going to run with this the who has declared it a national international emergency yesterday monkey right yeah oh yes okay so i haven't even watched that stuff yeah but uh these pictures so google um rash from aids AIDS rash, just Google it. So way back when, when AIDS first came out, the AIDS rash was clearly defined. It was a purplish, slightly raised rash, irregular borders, uh, generally measuring one to five centimeters and blots you over the skin. Simple, straightforward, bluish, bluish rash, all right? So if you're white, it was a bluish purple rash. If you Google HIV rash now, yeah. every rash under the sun shows up. The allergy rash you're going to see, you're going to see the, this, every, you know, eczema rash is going to show up, uh, the psoriasis rash, every single rash. Like any rash, yep, yeah, it's AIDS. That's it. <laughs> now, now, that's not misinformation, right? Because it's a Google search and Google put all those together. The same thing is going to happen with monkeypox. First, you have this classic hand that happens so frequently they had to pull a picture from 10 years ago. Right? So we know that this is a rare condition, whatever. And it's a hand. It's the back of the hand. What is what is the back of the hand? That's the part you rub the most when you wash your hands. This person basically has a hand washing rash. I also know because I had that same rash. It would come and go, you know, when I was practicing medicine. Wow. I was washing my hands after every single patient. <laughs> I was washing my and hands. That's where the hand washing rash shows up. So that's what that's a picture of. But they're trying to scare you into believing that um, this is a reason to get vaccinated, social distance, and follow orders. Now, what's the other bad <laughs> Don't Don't give us that. <laughs> if you're vaccinated, the vaccine dissolves connective tissue and cures the rash. Yeah, I bet it does. 
The, oh, yeah. the, this injection dissolves connective tissue? A COVID vaccine. Yeah, COVID vaccine. Whoa. Yeah. So what's the answer to that? Again, just eat, eat, eat more pig ears. Double up on your pig ears. Don't take it. <clears throat> Have you seen some of the, uh, you probably don't go on the web as much as I do, some of the, the people getting these hard things happening around the, around the world that they don't report on the media? There's a lot. Yeah, part of it. But again, what are you going to do? No, you, you can't. Know, yeah, you there's nothing to do except go. Well, yeah. There's people falling over, Jen, 35 years old, 40 years old. Their responsibility to refuse a vaccine. They I didn't know. do it. All we can do now is see them as a cautionary tale. Say, oh, well, I guess I won't be taking it. <laughs> guess I'm going to be doing that one. <laughs> yeah, <it's> no. <laughs> Did you see where President Biden tested COVID at allegedly getting four boosters? Did you see that? Yeah, now, here. Again, the theory is there actually is no virus. The virus decides that there is no yeah, COVID virus. Exactly. No, that's just the way you test a theory. She's like, okay, okay, that's that's a theory. Does does the data fit that theory? If there was no virus, then of course the vaccine wouldn't work. If there was no virus, of course everyone's going to test positive eventually to, if you give them a test often enough, right? So the sure. test randomly generates positive answers. So. The, there is no virus, and the test is a random number generator, randomly generating positive results, perfectly fits the scenario. It does. Well said. That's why you get paid the big bucks, girl, because you understand that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, final one. What is your opinion from Bob on oxalates and vegetables? Are they a problem? Who's he asking? You. Who's asking me? No, they're not a problem. What is a problem is an imbalanced diet. What is a problem is a diet full of oxalate vegetables and nothing else. If you had a diet full of liver and nothing else, if you have a diet full of crackers and nothing else, then you've got a problem. So the oxalates in diet is a problem basically for uh, people who, who don't have a nutritionally full diet. So if you're eating um, you know, vegetables and fruits and some carbs, and some organ meats and flesh meats and plenty of water and pooping three times a day, the oxalate content of your vegetable is irrelevant. How come I got your title wrong again? It's not Vitality Capsules. It keeps changing it. It's Vitality Cycles. Vitality Cycles. VitalityCycles.com. Doc, thanks so much. We had great fun today. Sorry about the internet uh, interruptions. Congratulations on your green belt. And so if you, you ever get a, if you ever get a hernia and you which you won't, you can always put your green belt on there and do your connective tissues. You yeah, see, I don't have I don't have any hernias. I'm doing I'm doing taekwondo at sixty five and I don't have a hernia. What's up with that? I mean, what's up with that? Man, taekwondo. <laughs> uh, another person just emailed said that she's having trouble getting on your website. Is there an issue going on? Uh, uh, not that I know of, but then I wouldn't know. I'm not I'm not in charge anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, keep Did trying. Did you go to Vitality Cycles? Cycles. VitalityCycles.com. Disregard the, hey, let me move it down. Disregard this one because I had, I had it right last month. I don't know what happened. VitalityCycles.com. And we have regular and extra strength Vitality Capsules, correct? Yes. Oh, my God. VitalityCycles.com. Are you getting on there? I tell you, I have a... a a typo situation. I put in a C for the V and it won't let me correct it. I hate it when that happens, don't you? 
Okay, V I T T A L I T Y C Y C L E S dot com. My computer gives me the vitality capsules when I put in. Uh, I'm trying to type cycles. Just a minute. Oh, it's, it's trying to. Yeah. Don't you love it when they're trying to help you? Don't you love it? VitalityCycles.com. Oh, here it is. There you go. So it came up. Good. Okay. But you've got to type it in Vitality Cycles. Be careful. And yeah. what's the difference nope. between choosing the regular or the extra strength? Okay. What's the difference? The extra strength has cayenne. Mm-hmm. And the regular does not have cayenne, but it has turmeric and cloves instead. Okay. So if you're a sunset to cayenne, get the regular, which is a green bottle. Mm-hmm. And if you like the extra extra push, get the extra strength. The extra strength people do say they need fewer capsules. Okay. But it's just that some people can't tolerate the uh, cayenne, and that's why I had the regular. And you'll give the full directions, of course, if people read the Candida Cleaner. But also, the basic idea is you take enough of these so you poop um, two or three times a day, correct? Not two or three, three times a day. Three times a day. Three times a day. And you take it all in one meal? Take them all at one Correct. meal? Correct. Cool. Correct. Okay, girl, what are you going to do today for fun other than practice your taekwondo? <laughs> You're right. I have taekwondo class tonight, so I have to practice so I can really shine. Uh, I have to say I've been invited oh. to train with black belts. You have? Really? Wow. I've been invited to train with black belts. So I get to train one day a week with the black belts. And the other two days I train with, well, the regular. All right, sweetie, I love you. Thank you for everything. Okay, we'll, we'll see you soon. We'll see you next month, baby. Bye-bye. Patrick mm-hmm. Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com with Dr. Jennifer Daniel. She's great. Eh? Good stuff, man. Um, so what are we going to do here? What are we going to do? Well, I don't know. Going to drink some water. Going to go downstairs and just take a little break. And in about 30 minutes, uh, we're going to so stay there. I think you're going to really enjoy hearing from Mark Sherwood. He's a doctor. He's running for governor in the great state of Oklahoma. And um, I tell you what, uh, he's, got a, he's got a chance to win. And you'll hear he's a real constitutionalist. And we're going to talk to him about states' rights, uh, the 10th Amendment, and what that really means. And will it mean something to know this? if Washington gets even more bonkers than they are today, which is pretty possible. So uh, we'll do that, and that's in about 30 minutes from right now. So come back, take a break, have a cup of coffee or whatever, and uh, tomorrow, Bear Paul Lando, he's a really cool guy. I don't know if you remember him. He's going to be here. Um, Jim Rogers, one of the legendary investors who lives in Singapore, we're going to talk to them about gold, oil, geopolitics, Russia, Ukraine, the whole thing on Wednesday. And then Matthew Errett. Matthew is one of the best researchers we know, and he is going to explain to you exactly what's up with China and Russia uh, having dinner together, lunch together, and starting their own world reserve currency, and how what this is going to do to affect the dollar, and uh, geopolitics, and stuff that might just be of interest to you if you use the dollar. So there you have it. That's our weekly schedule. We're jammed up this week. Thanks for your support. Please, to support us, it's easy to do. 
If you like what we do, just go to our website, oneradionetwork.com. We have a lot of great products. We have the sauna. Um, we have the AquaClear machine. It's on sale, 20% off, which is the hydrogen machine, Shen Blossom, um, Daniel Vitalis, uh, the Pearlsium, um, Sulfur, uh, Blue Shield, EMF device thingy, a uh, great air purifier, Omico oh, Organics um, um, shower filter, the best ever. Um, well, there you have it. BioAge, wonderful superfood. And uh, check out the hydrogen machine. Get one. 20% discount. I think you'll be very excited to, to breathe the gas every day and drink the water like we do see. Okay. I've seen about half an hour. Love you all. Take care. Bye. Ooh. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.